It is time for another Kutztown University sports presentation right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KOR Kutztown. Our first football broadcast of the season brings the Mercyhurst Lakers into town. Today's game can be streamed on our airwaves 1670 AM, as well as our online streaming platforms like TuneIn, MyTuner, and Radio Garden. And with that, let's send it over to Andre Reed football stadium for the call of today's game. Here's Jack Heim, Josh Toot, and Mitchell Smedley. of Kutztown Golden Bears football on KUR 1670 AM, your home for all things Golden Bears football. Could not be more ideal conditions for playing 56 degree Saturday afternoon here in Kutztown. I'm Jack Hunt alongside my broadcasting partners, Josh Toon and Mitchell Smedley, who, who we will get a word from in just a little bit. Could not be more glad to be back in the booth and providing you coverage for Kutztown Golden Bears football games for the 2023 season, Josh. Well, well Jack, as soon as we stepped in here, I told you... I don't know, for our listeners, we always say how hot it is up here. I stepped one foot in here and I realized it was hot. It's good to be back. I think there's a different sense of community, sense of school spirit, sense of community pride when we come to these games. We do a lot of uh, sports broadcasts, Jack. Nothing compares to football, and it's good, good to be back. But for the Golden Bears, I think it's good for them to be home again. Absolutely, getting set for their home opener where they welcome in the visiting Mercyhurst Lakers in this PSAC crossover battle as Mercyhurst reigns for the PSAC Western Division. The Lakers coming with a record of 1-1 one one on the season. They picked up their first win of the 2023 campaign last week at home by a score of 41-29 over the visiting Lock Haven Bald Eagles. In that one, this Lakers offense looked very, very dynamic. Junior quarterback in the JUCO transfer, Adam Arania, went for 313 yards and five, and five touchdowns on 28 of 33 passing. An 84% completion rate had a very, very solid game in his home opener for the Lakers. Josh, what are you expecting today from this Lakers offense and how full uh, does this Kutztown defense have their hands in this one? Well, Jack, I, I think they do have their hands full. I would like to say realistically that most of their offense comes through the ground attack. They play, when, it, when we were watching over their game film, I think we agreed on one thing, that they play a lot of smash mouth football. And that really comes through the ground of Aaron Rodriguez and Dustin Schof. Aaron rushes for an average of 26 and a half yards per game, but also to Dustin Schof, 23 and a half yards. But like I said, they're they're receiving. They like to put on an air show as well when it comes to Cameron Barmore, 87.5 yards per game, and Ryland Davidson with 54 yards per game. But Adam Urena, man, is he having a year to remember already. He's already averaging 308 yards per game. So I would say he is easily on track to score around 4,000, have 4,000 yards this season, Jack. I think he is going to be something that could sound is going to have to know what his tendencies are if they want to have a shot X at success tonight. But do I think it's impossible? No, I don't think anything is impossible in the, in the game of football any given night. That's my trademark that I use a lot. But I think Adam Urena is going to give the Golden Bears possibly a tough day. Well, when you're talking about this Mercyhurst passing attack, you have to look at their top target, the six foot six wide receiver Cameron Barmore. Already 15 receptions on the year for 175 yards and four touchdowns, averaging right around 87 yards per game. Had three touchdowns in the win last week over Lockhaven. That was the first three-touchdown game of his career. Went six catches, 70 yards, and then the aforementioned three scores last week in that home win 
against Lockhaven. And with such a big stature with, with Barmore on the outside at 6'6", this KU secondary is a little bit more on the smaller side, are really going to have their hands full in those one-on-one matchups in the secondary. He was really impressive to watch. I'll say that. I, I don't say that very often, I would say. But I will say this, he was impressive to watch in their game against Lockhaven last week. He gave Lockhaven a lot of problems that they could never really answer for, if it's if it's safe to say that. But I think Kutztown's defense, they play a little bit different at home than they do on the road, and I think you can agree with that too, Jack. I think that the home field advantage is going to come into play here for the Golden Bears. But like I said, a six foot six receiver is going to be tough. Height yep. is height is different. And when you have and when you have your top receiver six six, it's going to be tough. I'll say that, but you never know. You never know. I'll just say that. Absolutely, KU second. They're going to have their hands full with Cameron Barmore. He actually played in the matchup last year. It was a fifty to thirty one win for KU out at Mercyhurst. Had four catches for forty six yards in, in that showdown. And another interesting caveat about Cameron Barmore is that he was a three sport athlete in high school and was actually a state champion. Uh, in track in his home state of New York. So he's a very dynamic athlete. And for his size, he's got pretty good speed. You usually think of those bigger receivers, maybe more a little bit clunky with their footwork. But this kid's got good speed. Got good speed. Uh, he, you know, good route runner. And he's going to be a tough, tough task for this KU secondary to handle. But you mentioned the rushing attack for Mercyhurst as well. They don't really have a feature back. It's kind of the opposite of this KU offense. You mentioned Aaron Rodriguez, Dustin Schoff. David Alize. They try to get multiple guys involved, even Jalen Butera. So this Mercyhurst team it loves to get a plethora of different running backs involved. This head coach Ryan Remedio, his second year at the helm for Mercyhurst, uh, the Meadow State alum, uh, alumnus, pardon me. But you know, you look at this rushing attack. There's not just one guy. Where on the flip side for KU, they have Daryl Davis McNeil, who's the you know the lead stallion in that backfield. So it's interesting to see what dynamic they're going to go. You know, in the backfield for Mercyhurst, who's going to be the one guy to get the bulk of the touches here this afternoon? They also love to use their running backs in the receiving game as well. Three of them logging a, a target and a catch in last week's game. Schof and Elise both managed to get receptions uh, along with Jalen Butera. So this offense that Mercyhurst runs, guided by offensive coordinator Eric Achani, is, is so dynamic and so new and so interesting with their new quarterback to transfer Adam Arena. It's interesting to see how they've they blended things coming into the season, but through their first two games, they looked pretty good. They really did look good. On the season, 48 first downs, I think that's really a, a good number considering that Kutztown on this season only has 35, so that's, that's tough. But Kutztown, I think they started off their schedule with two tough games against Assumption and Cal U. Those are not easy teams. Assumption was one of those big teams that came out of their conference and had a really, really, really great postseason. And so did Cal U. They, Cal U started off the year as one of the top teams in the West. But one thing I want to note, Jack, I, I love offense. You know this about me. But what is the one thing I love more than offense? Defense. I, I say this time and time out again. Defense wins championships. Mercyhurst to their opponents in two games gave up 53 first downs. That's that's a tough number to swallow. Whereas Kutztown on the other side of the ball, they only gave up 31. So considering that Kutztown lost their first two games 31-20, that was an ironic number. I was I almost had to do a double take there. Did they really lose both games 31-20? But they only gave up 31 first downs in those two games, whereas Mercyhurst gave up 53. So I think Mercyhurst, what they're going to be looking for is a big offensive show. 
whereas defensive, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think Kutztown is going to have a strong defense, whereas Mercyhurst might not have as strong of a defense as Kutztown. Numbers, numbers don't lie, Jack. They don't, but an important note for, for Mercyhurst is they open their season against Ferris State, who is the number one team in the country. They lost that one 54-12. What was impressive from that game, looking at the Mercyhurst side of things, they got in the red zone five times against Ferris State, just failed to score a touchdown on any of those drives. So that's really a backbreaker for the offense. You're able to move the ball down the field, but unable to cash in for six points. Those hurt, and when you look at that box score, that game could have been a little bit less lopsided if Mercyhurst were to cash in on one or maybe even two. Uh, of those possessions. You mentioned the Kutztown defense. It was a stout defense a year ago, and they're top five of the conference in, in pass yards allowed per game. So they really limit the passing attack. You're going to see that Mercyhurst passing game strength versus the KU strength, which is their pass defense. That's a really important matchup to note. But, but also, a weird numbers. They've allowed 31 points per game. They lost both games, like you mentioned, 31 to 20. And I want to really look at that game last week against Cal U. A real tough one to lose. They were up 20 to 7 at halftime, even 20 to 7 all the way up through the end of the third quarter before the Vulcans put up 24 unanswered points to snatch that victory out of the claws of, of KU. So now you're 0 2, you're reeling, you're coming into your home opener. It's going to be a hungry, motivated Kutztown team, a team that really has to get a win to try to turn this thing around in the right direction in the early goings of the season. So I'm really interested to see how hungry uh, this group looks today under head coach Jim Clements. And I just want to make a quick note. Eric Fargo, I talked to him numerous, numerous, numerous times last year. He is a firm believer in playing four quarters. He's one of those people that if you're up by 50, defense cannot take off that fourth quarter. So it's interesting to see how that how this week of practice went. I'm, I'm going to assume probably not good for the Golden Bears. They probably had a rough week. So I, I think that that hurt a lot. We're 24 unanswered points. But I want to look at the offensive side for the Golden Bears. It's interesting to know Donnie Blaine did not play that game. Instead, they had to go to Judd Novak. Now, if that last name does sound familiar, well, it's because his brother Jake played here. He was one of those big wide receivers for the Golden Bears when uh, Eric Nickel played here uh, and Donnie Blaine last year as well. He was one of those big receivers they looked to. That was his first college game ever, Jack. Correct me if I'm wrong. So, I think considering that offense had 20 points in his first offensive in his first college start I would consider that a win now the biggest question we we had coming into today because we saw both of them warming up who is going to be that starting quarterback who won the job this week is Donnie Blaine healthy that's our first question and if he is who won the starting quarterback job is it Judd or is it Donnie I don't know and I don't know if you know either if it, it, I it's it's tough to say so it's going to be interesting to see that one, who wins that starting quarterback job, and two, what kind of tempo they start out in today's game. Well, I think if Novak gets the nod, I mean, he's still going to build off a solid first half from last week. 16 to 27 uh, was his total line, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and 194 yards. So Novak really looked comfortable. He even led a two-minute drive late in the first half to get KO touchdown, finding tight end Nick Lovenguth. But you know, looking at that second half, the offense was only able to muster up 77 total yards, no points. It was really a tale of two halves when you look at it. So there cuts down today. Really has got to focus on playing a full, complete 60 minutes. And of course, that's a goal of every team going into every single game. But you've seen flashes. They had leads in both that assumption game 
and, and that Cal U game. So they're really just trying to find a way to hold on to the leads and close them out. Especially when you look back at last week, they had 15 minutes to try to close it out. They couldn't get the job done. We'll see if they can do that today. We already mentioned that powerful Mercyhurst passing game. They're going to have their hands full there. But when you talk about gameplay, you talk about approach, I'm looking at the rushing attack today. Daryl Davis McNeil. 164 yards on the season, averaging 4.7 yards per carry and averaging right around 82 yards a game. He's going to be a huge factor in my mind for this Golden Bears offense. And speaking of Daryl Davis McNeil, he actually has a chance to hit a huge milestone coming into today. Just four rushing yards shy of 2,000 in his Golden Bear career would become only the 14th player to achieve that feat in program history. It would be the first since Craig, Len Craig Reynolds, if that name sounds familiar, he is a running back for the Detroit Lions in the National Football League. So Daryl Davis McNeil, high probability of achieving that feat here this afternoon. But I think the game plan's got to go through him. If it's Novak playing, only his second career start, his first career start at Andre Reid Stadium, looking to feed off the energy from those home fans. So I'm looking at Daryl Davis McNeil as the X factor for this Kutztown offense here this afternoon. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be an important game for Daryl Davis McNeil. I think this is going to be an important game for not only the offense, not only Daryl Davis McNeil, Judd Novak, Donnie Blaine. I think this is an important game for the Golden Bears, point blank period. And I think their motto, I don't know if you know it, 1-0. That's their motto every single week, go out, be 1-0. I think that's a, that's a motto for every football team. You can't look at the fact that you're 0-2. You need to look at the fact that you're 0-0 this week. You need to be 1-0 this week. You need to turn the tables. So, Jack, I think we got to look at one more thing. Let's talk about some big keys to the game. Kutztown 0-2, Mercyhurst 1-1. Keys to the game, what do we got? Keys to the game, I mentioned that rushing attack and finding a way to neutralize you know, Cameron Barmore in the passing game, make him find other targets. They have very solid receivers as well outside of Barmore, who we highlighted. They have Joe Kerbacher, who's in the slot, the Northampton, Pennsylvania native. He had a good impact in last week's game, going for five catches for 70 yards in that one. So he's going to be an impact player today in the passing game. Really, if you could keep this Lakers passing game, but check, they're really not an inspiring team on the rushing attack on the offensive side of the ball. As a team, they only average 2.6 yards per carry. It, it's not something that you look at and fear in terms of rushing attack. So I'm looking for Mercer. So if they have success, it's got to be through the air. And that plays, I think, right into the defensive strength of Kutztown. So those are, the, those are my X factors for today's game. Run, run, run on the offensive end and get the rushing attack going early. And find a way to limit this strong-looking passing game from Adam Urena. Because you can see he's playing with confidence with that five-touchdown game last week against Lockhaven. And I think my one key, it's very simple. Defense, defense, defense. Kutztown needs to step up, have a great day on the defensive side. And I think they could pull out a win here today. I'm not as concerned as the offensive side because let's be let's be honest, they they do have good offense, but giving up 24 unanswered points, that's tough. So I, I think what we need to do is just have a solid day of defense, and we'll be all right. We'll yeah, it's a okay. tough pill to swallow when you when you have a lead in the fourth quarter, give up 24 unanswered. We're going to take this time to set it down to our sideline reporter Mitchell Smedley. Get a word from him. Mitch, take it away. Well, thank you, Mitch, and Golden Bears taking the field. All I got to say, Jack, it's time for football. It is time for football. But I think there's one thing we got to do before we take it to kickoff. We got to step aside. National Anthem coming our way from the Kutztown University Marching Unit. But we'll be right back here. You're listening to Golden Bear Football right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR Kutztown. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. 
can say how are you or get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You could write him a text or knit him a sweater. If you can't be together, you could write him a letter. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. Chat on the game, kick off your flip-flops You can ask on your couch while you binge watch However you do it, you gotta ask a friend And if they don't share, you can ask again Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org. Get Fire Adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Back at Andre Stadium, the National Anthem has been played here just moments away from kickoff here for the Golden Bears 2023 home opener against the visiting Mercyhurst Lakers. Kutztown is 4-1 all-time against Mercyhurst. The Lakers' long win, though, however, did come here at Andre Reed Stadium back in the 2016 season. These teams met as recently as last year with Kutztown going out to play Mercyhurst on the road. It was a 50-31 win for KU. Josh, we mentioned so much of the keys to this game already. We mentioned the big passing attack for Mercyhurst. We mentioned KU's strength in the secondary, how they, you know, we, we believe that Kutztown can take advantage in the rushing game, especially headlined by Daryl Davis McNeil. A guy we didn't really talk about, though, is Curtis Ravenel Jr., who's off to a very hot start into this season 12 catches 262 yards that's first in the conference and two touchdowns averaging 131 yards per game how key do you think he's going to be in attack today for for judd novak or donnie blame the quarterback does get the nod well i think it's important to note that the wide receiver the tight end attack was from last year to this year so he was one of those returners that i think they really led to that overall i think they're going to look too big he's the biggest one that it was, it's almost like what I like to think. I always said this last year 85 plus 80 equals 6. That was Donnie Blaine, Jerome Camp. I think they're going to Curtis Ravenel Jr. for a lot of their offense through the air that I think he'll be that big leader that they're looking for. Well, Kutztown is going to get the ball first. Mercyhurst won the coin toss. They elected to defer, so they will take the ball at the start of the second half. So we'll get a look at this Golden Bears offense early in this one, and we'll see which quarterback takes the field and if. Our prediction about the running game being a huge factor 
does come true. So much to be excited for the 2023 home opener set to commence in just a few moments. One of the five home games they're going to be playing at on Stadium this season. And, you know, this team we mentioned, they got to be in desperation mode. 0-2, you see them maybe playing a little bit wounded animal. They need a win today to really turn things in the right direction. Starting 0-3 is not the path you want to be going down at the start of the season, Josh. Yes, thank you very much. It's a tough way to start this season. But I think I think that you could turn a season over at any point. Excuse me. And I think it starts today. If you don't start it now, when it when exactly is a good time to start it? So I think you need to start it today, and I think we'll be all right. I mean, and you got to start fast, too. You're getting the ball first. You have to get points on your opening drive to make a statement here in front of your home fans. you got to feed off that energy and really put the visitors and Merciers back on their heels early in the game. I think you need to come out and make a statement. I'm a big, firm believer in making a statement in the first drive. If you don't, that really makes it harder to set the tone later in the game. I think if you set the tone early, I think you'll be okay. We're going to find out. As we're set for kickoff here from Andre Reed Stadium, it'll be Bronco Joseph getting set to boot it away for Mercyhurst. Ravenel Jr., one of those big names we talked about, set to set back deep. He is joined with Sincere Thomas. Sincere uh, Thomas had his first receiving touchdown of his career last week from Judd Novak to get the scoring started in that game against Cal U. For KU, Joseph boots it away. We are underway from Andre Reed Stadium. That'll be Neil down. It'll be a touchback by Thomas and the Golden Bears. We'll go out to the 25-yard line to get things started here this afternoon. Thomas, the Harry Truman graduate, the redshirt freshman. But now it's time to see the biggest question we asked ourselves in the pregame show, who is going to be the starting quarterback? And it is indeed going to be the man himself. Number 18, Judd Novak. The redshirt freshman, Mannheim Central grad. Jack, it's time to see what he can do. We'll see what Novak can do. It'll be his first start here at Andre Reed Stadium in front of the Kutztown faithful. Three wide receivers set. Two to the left of Novak, one out to the right. First down and 10. Motions to the right, they're gonna hand it off up the middle. Plunging forwards, Jordan Davis will get down to the 29-yard line. That's a pickup of four on first and 10. Not a bad run. I think the offensive line did a solid job making a nice little hole for him, but the secondary stepping up, making a nice tackle. Now the biggest question I pose here is when do you go to the air? How soon do you want to go to the air? I know you mentioned that staying on the ground is going to be one of your best moves that you could do, but when do you go to the air? They're showing 12 formation, one running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers, one on each side of Novak. One on one down the field, got his man Ravenel, but just overthrow him. Ravenel beat the corner, Dominic McGee, but Novak put it just out of the reach. That would have been a huge play through the air for the Bears if they could have connected. Just missed by about an inch, not even Jack. And like you said, that would have been a big statement. I think though that their biggest move right here on third down they need six i think they're going to go to the ground 
this. Jordan Davis needs to find some way to get six here, just to get that first. Novak on the gun on third and six. Two receivers to his right, Ravenel to his left. Novak takes the snap, surveys, rolls out right, gets flushed, fires down the sideline, wide open, it's caught. First down and more makes a man miss across the Lakers 40, down to the 35 yard line. Huge catch and run for Makai Gibson, the redshirt freshman from Ewing, New Jersey. That's what we're talking about right there. That was the big play they needed. We talked about this all pregame show long. One play, that's all they needed just to set the tone. I think that was a play right there. We didn't even expect Mr. Gibson to start today, but coming up big, that's the first half that moves the chains. Wraith throwing the run by Novak on that third and six puts him in plus territory. Novak takes the snap, hands it off. Davis pushes forward for just a gain of one, sets up second and nine. Good job by the Lakers defense to snuff out that run attempt. Camden White on the tackle, the senior from Batavia, New York. White, the leader in sacks for this Lakers defense, has two on the year, is also forced to fumble and recovered that fumble that he forced. Brings in now 10 total tackles on the season. Big number 95 on the interior of that defensive line. And I don't know if you noticed this, Jack. Daryl Davis McNeil has entered the game. So will he, will he make history here today at Andre Reid Stadium? Davis motions out left. They're going to hand it McNeil. He'll plunge and get nothing, setting up a third down and long here for KU. Now at this point, you have to go to the air. Adrian Lewis and Christian Taylor combine on the tackle and with third and long, Josh, yes, going to their point. You would think that KU is gonna try to air it out here. At this point, two immediate run plays, they don't work, you have to go to the air. Third down and nine, they connected with Makai Gibson for a 36 yard hookup on their last third down attempt. Novak takes the snap, well protected. He's got all day now flushed to the right again, rolls out, fires over the middle and incomplete. Oh, did he catch it? it was deflected off the hands of Jordan Davis. Oh, that was close. Great awareness though by Luke Sass by the redshirt freshman. A lot of redshirt freshmen stepping up big time here, Jack. And I thought he almost catched that. Fortunately, drops the ground incomplete. A big time effort, and Kutztown's going to go for it on fourth down in no man's land at the Lakers 34 yard line. Four wide receivers, triple trips to the left of Novak. Davis lined up in the backfield, fourth down and nine. Novak takes a snap, face some pressure, fires and caught. Shoved out of bounds at the 22-yard line Caden Hasty is Caden Hasty. Jack, I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. I'm still getting back. It's good to be back, but nice catch by Caden Hasty. A really gutsy play, I think, to go for it on fourth down and 10. But we talked about making that statement. I think that's what they – that was their goal on that play. I personally didn't think they were going to go for it. I thought they possibly would have punted it away. It was probably out of reach for Dawson Evans to make three out of it. But now you're in field goal range if they don't convert on 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 a fourth down. So I think that was probably the right move now looking back on it, but. First down and 10 from the 22. 
Hand off to Davis, bounces to the outside, inside the 20, cuts, 15, knocked out of bounds at the 13-yard line. They're gonna give him the 12. That's enough for a first down. So a bit of a favorable spot. Ten-yard run and a first down for the Golden Bears. Sets them up inside the red zone here on their opening drive. Novak in the gun, two receivers to his right. Hands it off back to Jordan Davis. He will weave his way down to the ten-yard line. Minimal gain of just two there on first and ten. Cutstown really hasn't been able to establish their identity on the run here to start the day. It's been much more effective through the air here with Judd Novak. And you got to praise Novak. I mean, he's known when he needs to get out of the pocket and fire it on the run, making multiple impressive throws while his feet haven't been set. You know, you always talk about that quarterback internal clock when they feel they need to get rid of the ball, when they feel they need to get out of the pocket, try to make a play with their legs. You see that presence from Novak from just such a redshirt freshman. It is impressive. Handoff, Daryl Davis-McNeil inside the five and into the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown scamper from Daryl Davis-McNeil. He eclipses the 2,000-yard mark with his first rushing score of the season. And the Bears strike first. 2,000 yards for Mr. McNeil himself. Nice hole on the right side. You could just see it. Lineman, great blocks, holding their own. That's the statement they needed right there, Jack. Dawson Evans on for the extra point. Novak, the holder. Snap good, hold good. Kick is no good. Banked it off the right upright and no good. So Evans can't convert the extra point. It'll be six to nothing, KU, on the Daryl Davis McGill 10-yard touchdown run. We're gonna take this time to set it down to our silent reporter, Mitchell Smedley, for a word. Thank you, Jack. What a drive by the Golden Bears to open it up. I heard you guys questioning that fourth down decision. It seemed like there was no hesitation on the sideline here. They were going for it, as he said, in no man's land. I want to give a quick shout out. We found Abby Regs down on the sideline, fellow KUR uh, member here, doing her job, taking photographs and everything covering the game. It's a party so far here at Kutztown. I mentioned a little bit of a muted crowd. They've awakened with that uh, opening touchdown drive, especially on that big play down the middle of the field. Send it back up to you guys. Thank you for the word for the sideline. Mitch Golden Bears set to boot it away. It'll be Nate Millard out for the kickoff. An impressive opening drive from KU. Marched right down the field, had to get a fourth down conversion to keep the drive alive, but Daryl Davis McNeil weaves his way into the end zone for a 10-yard score to cap it off and give the Golden Bears the early edge. Booted away into the end zone. David Elise, who will kneel it down for a touchback and put Mercyhurst out of the 25-yard line. And this is my favorite time of the game, Jack. The first time defense comes out to the field. Now, we talked about how important it is to set the tone on offense, but I think it's even more important to set the tone on defense. I think defense controls the game. I think defense wins championships. I think that Kutztown 
given the fact that they've given up 31 points a game, that's not a bad number, I would say, Jack. I don't think it's good either. So I think if they can make a big stop right here, just set the tone early, I think that is going to put them in better position. Whereas if they didn't set the tone, we'd be looking at a completely different ballgame. So we got our first look at Adam Arania. Takes a snap, fires into the flat. Finds his man, Dustin Schof, the running back. The graduate student from West Newton, Pennsylvania. Gain of just two on that dump off. Sets up second down and eight for that touchdown drive for KU. 10 plays, 75 yards. It was an efficient and methodical drive led by Marcel Quarterman, the offensive coordinator, and quarterback Judd Novak. Empty backfield for Arania. Fires over the middle, batted up into the air, incomplete. Was looking over the middle for his brother, Austin Arania. They tried to find that connection, but always scary as an offense when that ball gets deflected up into the air by a defender. Just luckily for the Lakers fell into no man's land. I just want to make a quick point. On the first play, great job by Brandon Heil to, to read that immediately. Great job by Cam Wolf on the last play to knock that ball up in the air. Once that ball gets up in the air, man, that is scary. That could go one of two ways. Rainier rolls out, fires sideline. It is caught out of bounds at the 36-yard line. Called in by Griffin Beatty. So it's a first down for Mercer as they get a third down conversion to keep the drive alive. Hand off. And fighting for extra yards. Got wrapped up initially, but spun off of a tackle. Got down to the 39. It's a pickup of three for Dustin Schof. So Schof getting a majority of the looks at running back here on this opening drive for the Lakers. Second down and seven from their own 39. I think that's one of the, those moments, Jack, where the linebackers really need to step up, make a big play, make sure he doesn't get those extra yards. Not a big deal, just something small. Arania takes the snap, fires to the right side, incomplete. Anton Lloyd in the vicinity of that. But one thing I want to know, Jack, about that last play, Anton Lloyd was a little bit out in nowhere, no man's land for a solid minute. So someone needs to be immediately on that. Once that ball leaves the quarterback's hand, someone needs to be there. I think they're waiting, they're about just a second behind. So it's gonna be interesting to see if they clean that up right here. So that was Davison on the target. Sets up another long third down. Third and seven, Arania takes the snap. Fires over the middle, that's gonna be caught by his brother Austin Arania across midfield of the Golden Bears 49 yard line. So another third down conversion for Mercyhurst. Two third downs and just can't come up with the fourth down. They, they need to finish it off somehow. Interesting you're, you're note about the Arania brothers, both Arania from California went to Chino Hills High School. Arania takes a snap, flush to the right. Steps and fires, looking deep down the field, incomplete. He's going back to his brother Austin, his main target on this first drive. You know, we spent a lot of the pregame talking about Cameron Barmore, but he hasn't looked his way so far in this first drive. It's already three targets for Austin Arania, who's only holding one. 
And I think the reason for that, he is in double coverage wherever he goes. He is... They have two people on him. It is going to be extremely tough, I think, to target him. But just up from up here, Jack, he, his size shows. Down to the 44-yard line on that completion. There for Mercyhurst. Gain of four. Third down and five. Trying to get off the field is this KU defense. Lakers have already converted two third down attempts on this drive. Bunch formation. Arania takes a snap, steps up, throws over the middle, incomplete. Was looking for his top target, Barmore. Incomplete, sets up fourth down and five and now Head coach Ryan Remedio faced with an early game decision for Mercyhurst as they face fourth and five from the 44. And the punt and team comes out. That's what I'm talking about, Jack, right there. I am so sorry to interrupt you. I promise I'm gonna get better at it. That is immediately what I'm talking about. Just a big statement drive. It was a little frustrating that they couldn't convert on the, get a fourth down on the first two, but they cleaned it up. I think that Kutztown, that, that, that was a drive that they needed for defense to step up, just make one big play, just to set the tone. I think setting the tone is gonna make this game a lot easier for the Run defense. Run it away, that is out of bounds. Let's see where they spot it. Not a very long punt. They're gonna place it at the 20 yard line. So Kutztown will take over there. After a big stop. By the way, 83 on that last drive. He mentioned what was Griffin Beatty. It's actually Ryland Davison. So I just want to give a quick correction note on that. But out come the Bears offense. Their second drive of this opening quarter. March 10 plays, 75 yards down the field. Their last time out. Let's see if they can go get another score. Three receivers. Ravenel will motion from right to left. Hand off Daryl Davis-McNeil. Down to the 26-yard line. That's a pickup of six on first down. Nice play. I, I liked it. I thought possibly they would go it would play action play. I thought they might pass it to our near side because it looked like everyone was rushing left before he even handed it off. So if I were to see that play again, I would have loved to see Judd possibly do a slot action pass. Possibly that could have been a lot of yards. Could have been very costly for the Mercyhurst defense, but not a bad move, though. So the five-yard run on first down for Daryl davis McNeil sets up second and five. Three wide receivers to the left. They're going to go right back on the ground, and he'll get bottled up. Picks up just a couple to set up a third down and short. Now at this moment in time, where do you do you go with the pass or a run? Two, two run plays, but you only need two. So I think they're possibly going to go for the run here, just to pick up two more yards, and then I think we're going to see the arm of Jed Novak come into play once again. But so far, Jack, I am loving the performance of Jed Novak. Only his second game playing in college, and he is stepping up big time for these Golden Bears. Just looks calm, cool, and comfortable running this offense. 
on the ground. Darryl Davis McNeil out across the 30. He'll spin and fight his way to the 33-yard line, picking up a first down and more for KU. That's the first down they needed, Jack, I think. Now it's time to see the arm of Judd Novak. Just one big pass play, just something. We showed off the, that arm already in the first drive. Just a, just a big pass play just to get across midfield, I think. But run plays work. We saw three right there that worked fine, gave you a first. Bunch to the left of Novak. Gives it off to Davis, bounces to the outside. He's got the edge. He'll get knocked out of bounds. They are at the 39-yard line. That's a pickup of six on first down. So you're seeing the run-heavy effort on this second drive really, you know, churning off time. Meanwhile, the passing attack was really what led Kutztown down the field on their opening drive of the game. So getting a bunch of different looks from this Golden Bears offense, keep Mercy Earth on the toes, not really knowing what to expect. Second down and four. Three wide receivers to his left. Novak takes the snap. Fires look of his running back, Davis, who was not looking for the ball, was feeling that pressure from behind off the edge as they sent to blitz. Sets up third down and four. Third down. You're you're at a you're at a good spot, Jack. I think with a third and four, I think they're going to go back to the run, just four easy yards. But you have Curtis Ravenel Jr. out there. We talked about him a lot in the pregame show, of what exactly he can do, and how big he has been, and how how Kutzan needs him to be the leader today. So I think this would third be a good six. time. Novak going to pull it, take off, get out across the 45-yard line. Dodging defenders and some of his own offensive linemen to pick up the first down. That's the threat that Novak possesses. He's a good dual threat guy. Had a 46-yard rush in last week's game and uses his legs to pick up another set of downs for KU. Nice job. I mean, I, I think they're just going to pound pound the run attack until they can't anymore. And I, and I, I like that strategy. I really do. I would prefer to see... A throw here but great job to Mercyhurst defense though just not allowing the, the passing game to come into full effect here Novak play action fires looking for hasty just overthrew him just a tad but a good job from Novak to step up in the pocket there feel the heat coming from the edge step up fire that ball yes it wasn't on target but you just see his level of pocket presence and awareness there to realize the pressure's coming. I got to step up. I got to deliver this ball. He so has, you're seeing these developmental steps from the redshirt freshman quarterback. He has such a great level of alertness. He knows what's coming before it even starts. He has such his reads are so on point today, and you wouldn't really ex expect it. I don't think from a redshirt freshman only playing two college games, but he is he knows what's coming. Second down and 10, Novak takes the snap, gets flushed out. He's got room to run, Novak's taking off 40, 35-30, 25-20, pushed out of bounds, all the way down at the 16-yard line. The whole right side of the field was wide open and Novak took advantage of it. 
he really only had one man to beat and it was the defensive lineman that was rushing and that wasn't even really hard for him because we talked about his level of alertness and how he knows who's going to rush exactly at what point in time. He knew, it was just gonna, he knew he only had one man to beat, no one on that right side, and he was wide open. All he had was space. Took every last inch of it, and now you're one yard away from the red zone. Sparman, yes, that is at the handoff. That's Davis. No, he's at the 16. He's going to try to bounce it to the outside. He'll lose about a yard if he got back to the line of scrimmage. He would be lucky with that spot. Huge scamper there for Judd Novak. That was a run of 32 yards to put him inside the red zone, second and 10 from the 16. Three wide receivers out to Novak's left. Davis in the backfield to his right. Davis takes the handoff, passes to the outside, stutter steps, and he is gonna be met by a swarm of Lakers. Marquise Monty was the first of four Lakers to get to Jordan Davis. Sets up a third down and long. No game. Now I think that that's one of those plays where I think that's on the offensive alignment. Just not holding blocks. I think they did a great job. They're doing a great job of doing that today. That's just one of those plays where you need them to really just hold their blocks. Just so Jordan Davis can get a hold. But now you got to go to the air. And it has the air has worked. Third down and 10, Novak takes the snap, looks right, steps and fires over the middle, that's gonna be caught, spinning down to the six yard line. That's enough for the first. Is Makai Gibson. That sets up a first and goal like you mentioned, Josh. So Gibson's had a couple of big catches on third down, had that 36 yarder on the first third down they faced in the game, and that time on third and 10 for the 16, they find Gibson once more. Set up a new set of downs. I just want to mention, I am impressed that of the youngness of this team. A redshirt freshman quarterback, a redshirt freshman receiver that are just stepping up in big time situations. It's almost unbelievable. But I just want to know that their their work is not going on. First and goal, Daryl Davis McNeil into the end zone for the touchdown. Second score of the day for Daryl Davis McNeil was held out of the end zone in their first two games, but he's found Payton on their first two drives, and that's going to make it 12-0 KU. Two highly efficient offensive drives as they've used a balanced attack of rush in the air, but Judd Novak's legs were huge on getting them down the field this drive, and Daryl Davis McNeil caps it off with a six-yard score. Evans missed the extra point first time around. Snap, good hold, good. This one is right down Main Street. Extra points good, 13-0 cuts down. Two rushing scores from Daryl Davis McNeil. This offense has looked efficient. Picking up big first downs on, especially third down all throughout their first two drives, Josh. And with only nine seconds left to go in our first quarter of play today, solid, solid, solid work by the offense today. They came ready to play. They knew what needed to be done today. They knew that these last two games, they need to put on a show for the home crowd, and, and they're doing just that. Getting off to a, a great start, 
now the biggest question is can they hold that absolutely now up 13 to nothing Dave are gonna get set to boot it away but we mentioned how good and how important it was to get off to, to, to a good start here this afternoon. They've done just that. On third and fourth down combined in their first two drives, the Golden Bears of five of six. I mean, that just really crushes you as a defense because you know you're so close to getting them off the field, but they can't convert and get off the field defensively. Does Mercyhurst, that's really, really crippled them on their first two drives. Hard boots it away. Elise takes it to the two-yard line. Bounce it to the left. He's got some blockers, but he's going to get stifled at around the 17-yard line. Just three seconds to go in the first quarter. Mercyhurst will have just enough time to run one play and get their second drive of the game started. And Kutztown's just done such a good job possessing the ball. I mean, this is three seconds to go in the quarter. This is Mercier's only second drive of the game. I know Kutztown's only had two drives, but they've had the possession. They've chewed off a lot of the time, and they've scored on both of their drives. They've really controlled this first, first quarter, Jack. I think both on, on, on the offensive side of the ball, they, they just looked good. And Randy takes the snap. They're going to hand it off to Elise who is going to get swallowed up by a bundle of Golden Bears at the line of scrimmage. No gains. So that'll take us to the end of the first quarter. Your score could sound 13, Mercyhurst 0. We're going to send it down to Mitchell Smedley for a word. Thank you, Jack and Josh. A great first quarter for Kutztown, obviously 13-0. It looked like on that uh, third down, just uh, about on the edge of the red zone, it looked like... Mercyhurst defenders had something to say to Kutztown after stuffing the run for a second straight play. Well, they were quickly quieted as uh, Kutztown put it in the end zone for a second time. I told you this crowd has come alive, um, and that's partly because of how this team is being coached right now. You saw the difference. Kutztown going for it on fourth and nine on their opening drive. Mercyhurst electing a punt on a fourth and five. Kutztown's playing like they're hungry. 0-2. They need to do that. They need to take some risks. And it's paying off so far. One quarter in the books, 13 nothing. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. 13 nothing, a dominating first quarter for KU. It's going to set up a second down and 10 for Mercyhurst at the start of the second quarter. But we mentioned that vaunted air attack. Arania only 28 yards through the first quarter on four of eight passing. They've run it just once with Dustin Show for three yards. So. Josh, you mentioned the pregame. This KU team just has a different feel to them when they play at Andre Reed Stadium. You're seeing that so far today through the first 15 minutes. They just look comfortable at home, and I and I think I, I think that's definitely putting into effect here, like like you said, Jack. And you could see that early on. Now it's just a matter of can they keep it up. Second down and ten. Arania takes the snap. Looks right. Getting flushed. Getting sacked. That's Jake Davis on stop. The senior out of Plymouth meeting Pennsylvania gets in off the right side and wraps up Arania for a sack. It's going to set up a third down and 23 for Mercyhurst. Let's be real, Jack. That's about a third down and a trip back to Dietrich Hall. He's going to go with a halfback draw, finding a lead. He's going to shake a couple tacklers, get across the 10. And he'll get met at the 15-yard line. So they'll pick up 10. Fourth and 15, and the Lakers up to boot it away. 
man. That's what I'm talking about, Jack. You know my. You know what I'm about to say. You know what I'm about to say. Defense, defense, defense. Quick three and out for the Golden Bears. That is exactly what they need. Two statement drives from the defense, and now you turn it right back over to the offense. If you let the offense control this game for the Golden Bears, I think that will be an okay position. Leipert back to punt, snaps high, fields it, boots it away. It's a short punt. And gonna be fielded at the 49 yard line. So Kutztown will start this drive in Mercyhurst territory. Now let's see if my math is good here, Jack. That was about, a, they started at the 15, that was about a 34 yard punt because it ended at the 49. So let's see if, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a 34 yard punt. Not ideal for the, for the Lakers, but great field position for the Golden Bears, Golden Bears, excuse me, starting at their own 49. Now, now you turn it back over to the offense. So starting actually at the Mercyhurst 49, I'd be intrigued to see if Kutztown's gonna take a deep shot through the air here. Up 13, they're gonna go with a run on first down. That's Daryl Davis with Neal. Excuse me, that's Jaden Stewart, the sophomore from Newfield, New Jersey, gonna get his first carry of the game. Max Malice, the six foot three senior. Interior defensive lineman meets him there for Mercyhurst. So pickup of two sets up second and eight. But going back to my earlier point about taking a deep shot for Kutztown, you gotta be aggressive here. You gotta realize the position you're in. You're up 13, a chance to go up three scores on your opponent. Gotta take advantage, Novak pulls it back. Fires underneath, that's gonna be a sliding catch there by Nick Lovenguth. Lovenguth, pardon me. It's gonna set him up at the 39 yard line. So that's good for eight and a new set of downs for KU. And I like your point there, Jack. Why not air it out big? Let's. It's all about making a statement. Letting everyone know who's controlling this game today. I think that puts the Golden Bears in a good position if they do that. But I think they're just going to be conservative here. They're going to go on the ground up with Jordan Davis. So he'll make his way down to the 35-yard line. It's a pickup of four. Now it's just a, I, like, like you said, Jack, I would love to see just one big pass play today. Just one. I think that would set the tone, and I think that would put Kutztown in control for the rest of the game. But I'm, I'm impressed by Kutztown's offense today. They look different. I watched them in the first two games. They just look different. They're going to go with a jet sweep. Sincere Thomas takes it down to the 31. Pick up a four once more. Sets up a third down and short for KU. Kutztown has been highly efficient on these third down situations early in the game. They have been four for five on third down. They look to make it five of six here. And it's important to note, Jack, that on the one time they didn't convert, they did convert on fourth down. So it's interesting to note they can keep the ball moving. They, they proved why here today. Jaden Stewart in the backfield. They're going to give it to him. He'll plunge his way forward. 
down to the 28. That's going to be good for a first down. You needed two. Stewart gets three. New set of downs as KU continues to march their way down the field on the ground. And we talked about this, Jack, in the pregame show, how Mercyhurst is giving up a ton of first downs this year. They gave up 53 in their first two games. We talked about their first matchup against Ferris State, how that was tough. Novak takes a snap, fires over the middle, got his man, and Hasty's got a touchdown. A 28-yard strike from Judd Novak to Caden Hasty, and the Bears decide to air it out, and they get it into the end zone. A big play through the air. And the redshirt senior Hasty from Tabernacle, New Jersey, finds his way into the end zone. Three drives, three touchdowns for Kutztown. This offense has looked dynamic here so far this afternoon. Evans on to attempt the extra point, low snap. It is up and good from Evans. That'll make it 19 to nothing, KU. Offense. Can't be stopped right now. We're going to send it to Mitchell Smedley for a quick word. Thank you, Jack. Three drives, three touchdowns. And this offense is, as you said, humming. Story of the game so far for me, Mr. Novak doing what he needs to do in big spots on third downs with his uh, air attack on fourth downs as well and running it for first downs on big third down conversions. He's done it through the air and on the ground, making plays happen when he needs to after leading on that heavy run attack with Davis McNeil and Jordan Davis. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. 20 to nothing. KU. Three drives, three touchdowns. Novak gets his first passing score of the day. Four of his five completions have gone to either Makai Gibson or Caden Hasty. Appearing to be two of his favorite targets here this afternoon. Dynamic, dominant, and in control is how this Kutztown offense is looking today. I think that's the best way to describe it. And now you turn it back over to the defense. Josh, you said Kutztown needed to make a statement. I think they've certainly done that to this point of the game. Having a three-score lead with still 10 minutes and change to go here in this second quarter. So we'll see if this Mercyhurst offense can find their footing and get a little bit more comfortable. Austin Urania hasn't had any, practically any easy completions today, all firing into tight windows. It's had to been pinpoint throws to get those completions. And he's been under the gun a little bit too, getting sacked on that last drive by Jake Davis. So we'll see if Mercyhurst maybe tries to offset that by running it a little bit more. First play, Urania finds his man, Barmore. Spins off of a tackle, but gets taken down by three Golden Bears defenders. So that completion is going to put him out across the 35. Kyle was there along for the tackle. That's a gain of 11 out to the 36. One play, one first down. I look for Barmore to get a lot more involved here as he's kind of a security, security blanket in the passing game. Jack, I just want to point out something real quick. Cameron Barmore, after that last play, just went to the sideline, possibly shaken up. So it's going to be interesting to see if that is going to impact the way he plays the rest of this game. 
Rainier over the middle, waiting for a single. They're gonna rule out a completion. A diving catch. What a play to the KU 42. I don't know necessarily if he caught that. That, that was awfully close, I'll say that. We're gonna get the snap off at Katz nonetheless. Plunging up the middle, a solid gain on the ground. Inside the 40 down to the 37 yard line to gain a five. So Dustin Schof gets that handoff. That was Austin Pappas. Or excuse me, Mike Pappas, the senior from Parma Heights, Ohio, who made that catch. That got them down to the 42. Or as you say, that questionable catch, it was ruled a catch. We're not sure if he actually reeled it in. We're gonna go on the ground again. Fight for just two yards to get down to the 35. It's gonna set up a third down and three. Now at this point, even if you can just give Mercyhurst even three points, I think I would rule that a win considering that one play gave him a ton of yards. I think if they could just pull out three here, That'd be a good win, but they need to stop right here. It just comes down to that, Jack. It's KU defense trying to get off the field. Mercier's two for four today on third down. Going to sling it out to the flat for Schof, and he dropped it. Arania put it right in the bread basket, and Schof just could not haul it in. It's going to set up a fourth down and three. And with a 20-point deficit, you have to think Ryan Remedio's team goes for it on fourth and three, and they are. The offense is staying out there. Gutsu move, Jack. Going for it on fourth down. You gotta like it though. I I I love I love taking the risk. Arania fires deep. Looking for Nerbacher incomplete. Kerbacher incomplete. A turnover on downs. If he had him, that's a little bit more on target. That that's a catch and more than likely a touchdown for the Lakers. But Arania put it just out of the reach of the big six foot one wide out. So the KU offense will go back to work after the Golden Bears defense gets yet another stop. Two of the three drives for Mercyhurst have, excuse me, two of the three drives have ended in punts. That was the first that ended in turnover on downs. And I think if you would have put that just maybe not even an inch lower, that probably would have been caught. But I think he still put it in a good spot, considering that he was in double coverage down the field. I liked where he put the ball, just not ideal turnover on downs. Novak takes the snap, looking deep. Got his man, Gibson holds it into the 35-yard line. Gets inside the 30 before he's shoved out of bounds. Makai Gibson, and we knocked out of bounds all the way down at the 25. There is a, a flag. flag. There is a flag. But Judd Novak is signaling that it is on the Mercyhurst Lakers, though. So could have been a late hit. Be Camden White, the defensive lineman, the senior, is who they're going to put that one on. So, so that's going to put KU all the way down at the 13-yard line as that's a 15-yard penalty with the hands to the face, half the distance. So instead of being at the 25, they're going to get attacked on. Huge play to yet again, Makai Gibson, who's having a big afternoon. 
here, and it's only the first half. Three catches for 85 yards. And the Golden Bears right back in the red zone on just one play. First and 10 for the 13. Daryl Davis, Darryl Davis McNeil to Novak's left. They're going to hand it to him. Davis McNeil on the carry. Tries to maneuver his way forward, but nowhere to run. Picks up a short gain. Setting up second down and eight from the 11. When they've gotten at this part of the field, Daryl Davis McNeil has been the guy they've gone to. He's got a 10-yard touchdown run. He's got a six-yard touchdown score. Both times KU's gotten into the red zone here today. 6.50 and counting to go in the opening half. Handoff, McNeil. Maneuvers his way inside the five before he's finally knocked down at the four-yard line. That's a pickup of seven. He's going to set up a third down and short. Marquise Monty there to wrap up. Davis McNeil. And now I think on this play, Jack, they're not looking to get the first down. I think they're looking to go for six more. You're, you're at the four. I'm honestly shocked they didn't give him the first down. It's about a third and... Maybe an inch if you're lucky. You just need to cash in here. Put it Third up. and one. Right back on the ground. Daryl Davis McNeil reaching for the end zone. Touchdown. Three touchdowns for Daryl Davis McNeil in the opening half. Four drives, four touchdowns. Mercyhurst, simply no answer for this Golden Bears offense in the first half. Daryl Davis McNeil is given Mercyhurst defense a nightmare to remember. He is unstoppable today, Jack. He is having a day to remember. Extra point is up and good. 27 to nothing. It's been all KU. And half number one. There's still five minutes and 59 seconds to go in this second quarter. For Mercyhurst right now, they got a, they're, they're wishing this first half would end sooner rather than later so they can regroup, talk things over and find a way to possibly even get back into this one. We're not gonna send it down to Mitchell Smedley, our sideline reporter, down on the field. Thank you, Jack. Well, it's turning into a good old fashioned route early here at Kutztown. However, we're getting to that part of the game where Kutztown has to hold the lead and hold them off in the second half. Across that bridge when we come to it, uh, uh, most of the coaching has been aimed at the offensive line, getting the push up front to play off that and get everything else going. And that has worked wonders. And I got one word for you. D.D. Mack, three touchdowns in the first half. Hope you had him in fantasy because he's going off right now. Send it back up to you guys for the kickoff. Thank you, Mitch. Golden Bears faithful showing up and showing out today. Not an empty seat to find here in these bleachers at Andre Reid Stadium, and they gotta love what they're seeing. A 27-0. This is the dominant Golden, display. This is the Golden Bears I'm used to. Booted away, Elise will take it from the goal line. Out across the 10, 15, across the 20, he'll be wrapped up right at the 24-yard line. And Austin Arania. Excuse me, Adam Arania. And this Lakers offense will go back to work. 
Now, Jack, I gotta pose a question to you here. We have five minutes, 53 seconds until the halftime. What can Mercyhurst do to salvage this half? It's been a half to forget for them. What can they do, though? You gotta get in the end zone. You gotta get in the end zone at least, you know, trim that deficit somewhat before you go into the break. No need to rush still over five and a half minutes to go. They're gonna dump it off into the flat to Elise, who will fight his way forward to the 27-yard line. That's a gain of three on first down. But Adam Arrhenius had a difficult day passing. He's gone to his brother, Austin. Multiple targets. He's only hooked up with him once, though, through the air. It's just been sparse connected through the air. Only 61 yards. They haven't run it well at all. Schofter leading rusher. Three carries for 10 yards. Arania rolls right. Stops, shakes off a defender, fires over the middle, incomplete. Looking for the tight end, Darren Mizgorski. But every one of those passes that Adam Arania tries to throw, it looks like he's just, he's throwing into traffic. It's a guy who's not on his original route trying to break off and make a play after what they originally you know, dialed up wasn't there. It's just been disjunct and out of whack today for this Lakers offense. You can tell he's extremely frustrated, Jack. Extremely frustrated. Randy takes a snap, looks right, fires, got his man Barmore. No, he couldn't hold on. Had it, but great coverage. There by KU. That was Lee Coleman, the sophomore from Salem, New Jersey on the coverage. Another three and out for Mercer as KU's gonna get the ball back with a chance to tack on even more before the break. And there's still ample time to go. Only 5.06, so less than a minute in possession taken off on that drive by Mercyhurst. Lippert back to boot it away. Almost blocked a knuckleball punt. It's gonna take a KU bounce. It's gonna be fielded right around the 42 yard line and that's where KU will start. It just seems like, Jack, nothing is going Mercyhurst's way today. Just nothing. They they are having no luck today, whether it be with offense, defense, their kicking team. They have they have no luck today. I, I feel like, yes, skill is important, but also, too, you have to have some luck go your way once in a while. They have absolutely none. So it's important to see, can Mercyhurst turn it around right here on defense? Every single time Clipstown went out, they scored a touchdown. Can they make at least one stop here to end this first half? So we're gonna rule it at the 40. First down and 10, they're gonna hand it off. It's Jordan Davis, he'll weave his way up the middle, out across the 45, down to the 46. Solid pickup on first down on the ground for KU. There is an injured Laker down on the field. So while they tend to that injured Laker, we are gonna step aside. KU up convincingly 27 to nothing. Before, addiction and depression kept me from living my life. Now, every step I take in recovery benefits everyone. There are many options that make the road to recovery more accessible. It begins with the first step. Join the Voices for Recovery. For information and treatment referral for you or someone you love, call 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Back at Andre Reed Stadium, 27-0 KU. The injured Laker has been helped off the field, walked off under his own power, which is a great sign to see. Second down and four from the 46-yard line. Takes a snap, hands it off. Davis going to bounce it to the outside. Hurdles a man before he's ultimately down at midfield. Look at Davis get up there with those hops. Nice footwork by, by Davis there. Wow. Davis getting more of a balanced workload today than he's gotten in previous games. So that is going to be a run of four. That's going to be a first down for KU. Felt like whatever Kutztown has tried to do today, it, ha it has worked. You mentioned, you know, they had to come out firing on all cylinders. They've done just that. First down and 10 for midfield. Davis jukes a man down to the 46. It's a pickup of four. Three thirty-three left to go here in today in today's first half of action, Jack. I, the biggest concern for me, I think, at this moment in time, is how much time can you drain while still making some sense of scoring here. I think that's the most important question we gotta we gotta look at right now because you don't want to leave Mercyhurst with any time. Thomas motions from right to left. Novak takes the snap, rolls out left. Evades a rusher. He'll just float it out of bounds. Smart play as Camden White was bearing down on him. Novak realized he had to get it away or he was getting sacked. Third down and six from the 46-yard line of Mercyhurst. Novak's only thrown it 10 times, but he's got 133 yards and a score to his day. He's completed... 60% of his passes. Long of 39. Finding Makai Gibson. Got to talk about him as a weapon. Three catches, 85 yards. as He's had a huge impact. Four wide receivers on the field. They're going to hand it off. Davis will work his way down to the 45. A gain of just a yard. So fourth and five. James Royal, the junior from Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania, the Seneca Valley product, comes up with the stop there. And for the first time today, the punt team coming onto the field for KU. So we're going to get a timeout for Mercyhurst. Their first timeout of the half. We're going to send it down to Mitchell Smedley, get a word from the sideline while Mercyhurst takes a timeout. Thank you, Jack. Well, it's gotten to that point. The KU fans are now heckling the opposing punter. Uh, rowdy group of fans here in the front row uh, behind the KU bench uh, were saying that they could do better and that number 19 needs to be off the field. But, hey, you can do that when your team's up 27 points. So we'll send it back up to you guys. Just a little bit left to go in this whooping of a first half. 
Thank you, Mitch. Fourth down and five. Golden Bears getting set to punt it away. First time that this Lakers defense has held this Kutztown offense out of the end zone this afternoon. Nate Millard's first punt. Kerbacher back to receive. And that's going to be a touchback. Powerful punt for Millard as that one right into the end zone. So the Lakers will take over first and 10 from their own 20. 2.32 to go in the first half. Two timeouts for the Lakers. Just trying to find any sort of rhythm they can here on offense. And it starts by up front. KU's gotten great pressure. They've only gotten to Arrhenia for one sack, but they've made him feel the heat. Feels like almost every time they try to pass it, he's had to roll out of the pocket to try to make a play by extending the play. Four wide receivers on the field. Arrhenia takes a snap. Fires underneath to his halfback, David Elise. So Jalen DeVos there to wrap him up and take him out of bounds. So that's a pickup of five. I just gotta say, Jack, Kutzen's defense is stepping up big time today. They, are, they, they look sound. They're playing as one team, one unit. Rainier fakes up the sideline. That's Kerbacher. That's caught down to the 38, and that's a first down for the Lakers. Just their fifth first down of the opening half for this Lakers offense. Just shows you how immensely they've struggled so far today. Lakers gonna try to move with a little bit of pace. 145 to go here in the second quarter, looking out wide again for Barmore. Hit while he tried to haul it in. That was Jalen Hill defending. Second and 10. On their own 38, Rania takes the snap. Feels the heat and he's getting sacked again. That was Cam Wolf getting into the backfield, the senior linebacker from Redding to bring down Arania. That's Mercyhurst gonna call a timeout, their second charge timeout of the half. Gonna set up a third and long. Wolf was the first to get there, but all of that defensive line was getting in the backfield on that play. It's just been suffocating defense all day long so far for the Golden Bears. They've paired it with some dazzling offense. Coach Clements has got to be happy with the effort that the Golden Bears have put forth here so far to the first 28 minutes plus of this game. We talked about in the pregame show very briefly, Jack, the turnover from last year to this year, how they returned only a couple players on both sides of the ball. Cam Wolf was one of those names that they returned, and he was a big asset last year to the Golden Bears, and he's certainly a big asset for the Golden Bears this year. 
extremely great play by the defensive line, collapsing the pocket and making that sack. 134 left to play too. I think that leaves you in a good spot. Wolf, one of the senior leaders on this defense. Third down and 17, Adam Arania steps and fires over the middle. That is gonna be incomplete. Oh my word, Jack. That was a hit that we felt up here. Wow. And that's one as a wide receiver, and you're talking to your quarterback saying, hey man, you gotta realize that I'm getting lined up by a DB in his crosshairs as he just leveled Ryland Davison, who had it momentarily, but that big hit jarred it loose. Fourth down and 17 as Lippert out to punt. Like I said, Mercyhurst just has no luck working in their favor today, Jack. Fielded at the 29 and yanked back. There by Marquise Mawney. So, the first five drives of the game for Mercyhurst have ended in punt, punt, turnover on downs, punt, punt. Not a formula for success. Not in the slightest. Uh, they're, they're just struggling. Um, I, I, I don't even know as a coach what you could say to get your team back on track at, at this point. But definitely they need to figure something out. They need to figure something out and they need to figure it out quick. That's pretty much about it, Jack. They, they got to turn the table somehow. Minute and 20 seconds to go in this second quarter. We'll see how aggressive KU is here. Already up by 27. Novak takes the snap, fires out to the flat, miscommunication. Possibly could have landed in the hands of Dakari Washington. Looking for Jordan Mitchell. Jordan Mitchell, the redshirt sophomore out of Norristown, Pennsylvania. Great read by Washington, though, on the on the defense of Mercyhurst, but yeah, just not a great read on the other side of the ball, though, by, by Novak. He was open. It was just a miscommunication as, as Mitchell wasn't looking for the ball. So Novak and Mitchell not on the same page on that first play. Second down and 10. Four wide receivers on the field. Novak takes a snap. Looks over the middle. Down the seam. He's got his man, Gibson. Gibson evades a tackle. And Gibson's going to make a house call all the way to the end zone for a Golden Bears touchdown. Have a first half, Makai Gibson. Wow, Jack, you said this entire half of football. I just want to see one big pass play. I just want to see one. You got it. Great read by Mr. Gibson himself and great read by Judd Novak on that play. Threw it in a little bit of pressure. Gibson only had one man to beat. And as soon as he beat him, he was gone. Gone. Extra point is good from Evitz. What a half from Kutztown, 34 to nothing. It's Novak to Gibson, the dynamic duo of the day for this KU offense. Strikes again. They just look sound, Jack. They look like a, they look like a team. They're performing like a team. They're a changed group, I'll say that. From what we watched in those first two games, the first one against Assumption, second against Cal U, two great programs. They just look different. They look different, and they look 
You like want to talk team. about having that that hunger, that fire in your gut after starting 0-2? That is exactly what we've seen from this Kutztown group today. That was a 72-yard hookup from Novak to Gibson for the score. It was just right down the seam, put it out in front where you can just reel it in in stride. Made the DB, Zach Helsley, miss it. He was off to the races as Gibson strolled into the end zone. What a first half on both sides of the ball. You can't play much better than this here if you're the Golden Bears. And with that huge play through the air in the passing game, Novak over 200 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. 34 to nothing on a lightning strike of a pass. Laura boots it away. Elise will not elect to take it out. Touchback sets up Mercier's at the 25-yard line. See, after that play, a uh, special teams player for, for Mercyhurst, Tyler Butterbaugh, gets up and just bumps into a, uh, to a Golden Bear. Some words were exchanged, no flags. Just You could just see that frustration, though. That frustration boiling over for Mercyhurst in this game. Not what they expected coming into the day. And now down 34, you are reeling. Trying to get any sort of momentum you can going into the break. Arania takes the snap. Rolls out left. Stops and gets sacked again. Freddie Redder, the redshirt freshman from Quakertown, there on the sack. Yeah, it's Kutztown who's taking a timeout. 54 seconds to go. That's a loss of nine on the sack. Second and 19. Kutztown definitely has the number of Mr. Adam Arena today. He, they are on him all game long. Not letting up. No mercy. You can see it. I, I, there, there's a part of me, Jack, that I got to say feels bad for Adam at, the, at this point. He is just struggling. Uh, just offensive line. Not doing their job for Mercyhurst. Just sack after sack after incompletion after incompletion. Just nothing going his way today. Second and 19, they're going to hand it off. Nice job to make a man miss. That's Dustin Schof out across the 25 to the 26-yard line. Jalen Hill there to wrap him up. Kutztown so calling their second time out of the half. They want this ball back. They want a chance to get some more points. If there's one word I could use to describe this first half for KU, it's been aggressive. They have not let their foot off the gas at all. They're just showing who's in control today. They they are. This is a statement game showing, yeah, we might have lost our first two, but, but we're still here. There's a reason this team was predicted to finish second in the Eastern Division. And this is a huge effort because we know who they play next week. They got to go down to Shepherdstown to face the mighty Rams who have, you know, staked their claim as a top dog in, in this conference and especially in the Eastern Division. So it is great to see KU playing this way, almost a source of preparation for next week. Adam Arania drops back. He's under duress and he's getting dropped again. Another sack for this KU defense. Relentless pass rush throughout this first half. And the Golden Bears gonna call their final timeout. With 40 seconds to go in the half, they're gonna get this ball back with a chance to move down and get in the field goal range here, Josh. 
they are just not stopping. They refuse to stop at this point. But I just want to go back to your, your previous point of who they got next week. Shepard's a tough team, but they struggled too their first two weeks. We're going to look at their score in the, in the half, or looks like you're going to look it up right now for me. I appreciate that, Jack. But they're a team that struggled too, so I, I think this is a good preparation game for their next week. We're going to give you a live score update down at They're Shepherd's playing Town. Cal U. Cal U, who KU just oh. saw last week, has a double-digit lead, 20-10 to 10 at Shepherd. Other scores around the conference, Westchester holds a six-point lead, 16-10 to 10 on the road at Gannon. We'll continue to give you live scoring updates around the conference as the day progresses. But Austin Lippert back to punt again. But don't let that score fool you, though, Jack. Cal U... Proved why they're a second half team last week. 24 unanswered points in that fourth quarter. You look back to that game last year, Josh. Cal, you gave them everything they could handle. Shepard only got out of there with a field goal win. As Lippert's punt is going to take a friendly Mercyhurst bounce. That'll roll out of bounds at the 28-yard line. And that's where Judd Novak and this KU offense will start. Considering it's only his second collegiate start, his first at Andre Reed Stadium, it's hard to impress your home fan base more than Judd Novak has here in, the, in this first half. He definitely made his name known. I'll say that. He is having a game to remember. He is feeding off the energy that the Golden Bear fans are bringing. And I think that he is, he's just impressive to watch. He is... He came ready to play. We'll say that, Jack. We'll say that. Two receivers to Novak's right, two to his left. I think you're just seeing a different gear to this KU offense today than we've seen before, Josh. Novak takes a snap, flushed to the right by Camden White. He's going to roll fire out of bounds. Gibson and Hasty were in the area. Twenty-three seconds left. Play. It's not been a good first half for Mercyhurst, but Camden White has been a standout player. He's he's made Novak flush out of the pocket a couple times. You could just see that speed he possesses rushing off the edge. He's definitely he's a trying, senior from Batavia, New York. Definitely trying his best. He's the team leader in sacks, has 10 total tackles. He's also forced to fumble on the year. Second and 10, Novak. Steps up, fires underneath. That's Ravenel, who slipped but regained his balance, and he gets his way down to the 39-yard line. So, clock stop momentarily while they set the chains. Now starts again. Under 10 seconds, Novak takes the snap. He's going to take a deep shot. Down the sideline, that's Hasty. 35-30, out of bounds at the 28-yard line with two seconds, and that's gonna set up KU with a potential field goal opportunity. Hasty just slipped behind the teeth of that Mercyhurst secondary. Got down the sideline. That's gonna send out the field goal unit. Nate Millard to attempt a field goal on the final play of the half. That is going to be a 49, no, excuse me, that is going to be a 44-yard attempt. There's a whistle. Timeout. Mercyhurst. 
Mercyhurst takes that timeout. I bet they're regretting that right now because that snap got through Novak. And Millard had to scoop that up. So they ice him. As he'll get prepared to try to add to an already sizable KU lead. Going into halftime, I'm not sure there's much you have to clean up if you're KU. I mean, I'm sure there's things you know, that Coach Clemens is going to talk to the group about. Hey, we got to do this a little bit better. We got to do that a little bit better. But as a whole, this team has played the most complete 30 minutes of the season. Now, again, you got to come back out in the second half and finish the job. But giving yourself at minimum a 34-point lead going into the break puts you in great position. I think to secure your first win. Of yeah, the year. like you said, I think it's just small things, not not really much, but you can always nitpick just a couple things here and there. Coach Clements definitely has something. Snap, good, hold, good. Kick from Millard is up. It is good. Nate Millard puts the icing on the cake in this first half as KU goes into the locker room, leading 37 to nothing. Mercyhurst reeling, going into the break. Kutztown feeling on top of the world after their first half effort. We're going to step aside, though. KU 37, Mercyhurst 0 at the break. We'll be back with our halftime report in just a few short minutes here on KUR 1670 AM. You're listening to Golden Bear football coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Halftime at Andre Reed Stadium, the Golden Bears out in front with a huge lead, 37 to nothing over the visiting Mercyhurst Lakers. I'm Jack Heim alongside my broadcasting partners, Josh Matute and Mitchell Smedley. So glad to be with you for another season of Golden Bears football. And through the first 30 minutes of the home opener, it has been all KU dominant, controlling and they've been aggressive on both sides of the ball so impressive to see them have this much of a bounce back performance after dropping their first two games at a substitute at KU but back in the friendly confines of Andre Reid this team looks so much in control both on offense and on defense they look so comfortable it's just great to see this kind of effort out of this group I don't know what happened in practice these past two weeks Jack but whatever it is they gotta keep it up they're playing with a lot of fire a lot of guts, a lot of glory. They came ready to play. They had this circled on their calendar. They were not happy, not contempt with being 0-2. Uh, and I, I think this is what they were looking for. This is the Golden Bears I'm used to. I think this is the Golden Bears that you're used to. I think this is the Golden Bears that everyone are used to. Uh, so it's glad to see them back on the opposing side leading this uh, game 37-0 uh, at the half. But the Golden Bears, they just look in control, Jack. They they look like they're ready to play. They they look good. We'll just say that. I'm interested to see, you know, come out in the second half for KU. Do they take their foot off the gas a little bit, considering they have such a sizable lead? I don't want to see that. I don't either. But do you see it? Does the team get a little complacent up by 37? Or since you know you started 0-2, since you know you need this win so badly, is that fire still there despite how dominant those first 30 minutes were. But I think on the opposite side, the question is, do you pull your starters or do you keep them in, but knowing that 
you leave your starters in with the possibility of what happens if they get injured. That's the biggest question. I'm starting my second. I'm probably, sorry to interrupt you, Josh, but no, for me, good. my mentality in this, I think you start your second half with the starters. Oh, yeah, no you, question. you got to set your tone there. And then if you're controlling still by even more than you are now, even you know if you're up by more than 37 um, you know, maybe even a little bit less. Like, let's say you're up, you know, 37-7 late in the third. Then you start working your second stringers. You know, that that's a debate this coaching staff will have to have. But if you're still pitching a shutout late in this third quarter, and let's say you've tacked on one or maybe even two more scores, then the starters are out of this game for certain, and the backups are coming in. So it's all dependent on how this third quarter really goes to see when these starters come out uh, yeah. as, terms, as in terms to if they come out. Yeah, I definitely agree. I would I would keep the starters in for maybe about another score and then maybe start to pull a couple of them and do like a small trickle, keep some of your starters in. But the problem is, Jack, they rotate players in and out, in and out, in and out. So, yes, the starters played a majority of the game, but they rotate a lot of people in and out. There are a ton of players that come in from the sideline. So it's they're always rotating in players. So I think that has worked really well for them. But it's interesting to see, like you said, how they go about this second half. I, I think I think if they could keep in control, they'll be okay. Mercier is set to receive the second half kickoff on offense. It's a quick synopsis of what happened in the first half. Judd Novak, an incredible first half, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Found his main target, Makai Gibson, for four receptions, 157 yards, and a touchdown. Kane Hasty's also found the end zone. Daryl Davis McNeil has scored three first half touchdowns on the ground after being held out of the end zone in the first two games of the season. He has certainly had a nose for Pater in this one, really firing on all cylinders in the offensive end. And then on defense, for KU, it has just been suffocating and dominant defense, not allowing these Lakers offense to get much of anything going in the first half. Malarba booted away. The second half is underway. Elise will take it from the one-yard line out across the 10. He'll be knocked down at the 13-yard line. On the tackle, that was Noah Kenzie, the redshirt sophomore from City of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia, Roman Catholic grad, a top football program in Philadelphia. But now the biggest question, they, so obviously, Jack, they didn't pull their starters on defense. Same same 11 starting as usual. In the back, in the backfield, Tyler Murray, the, that big leader at the linebacker position, Brandon Heil having a great day himself. Got to set the tone. First down and 10 for the 13. Arandy takes a snap, fires a screen pass underneath. So Trevin Tate, Trevon Tate, the senior from Erie, Pennsylvania, that's his first target and first reception of the day. Did not see much of number six out wide in the first half for the Lakers. They're certainly looking to get him more involved and get this passing game ironed out. This is a group who threw for over 313 yards last week uh, and five passing touchdowns have been stifled, to say the least here today. Handoff. Up the gut, going to be bottled up. Was Aaron Rodriguez. First rush of the day for Rodriguez. Freddie Redder and company there to wrap him up. So third down and three here for the Lakers. KU defense looking to get off the field early, forcing a three and out. Three wide receivers, one tight end, 
Adam Arania rolls out left, stops, fires down the middle of the field. He's got a man. Trevon Tate, wide open. He'll reel it in. It's going to get them down to the 49-yard line. Not the way they wanted to start the second half. We're in control up until that third down. Just miscommunication there. Tate got all alone behind that secondary. They're going to give it off to Rodriguez on first down. He'll fight and get a yard at the most. So they will rule he gained positive yardage on that play, setting up the second down and long. Davison, Barmore, and Tate, the three receivers. One-on-one -on -one down the sideline, looking for Tate, incomplete. That was Justin Harris on the coverage there. So now third down and long, and I don't get that play call for Mercyhurst, really. I mean, I like the one-on-one -on -one matchup, but so well covered by Harris, you think you try to get a little bit something more you know, underneath or over the middle of the field. Now you set yourself up for a third down and long when you haven't really done a great job of converting on third downs today. Adam Rainey goes out wide, looking for Tate. That's thrown too high out of his reach, incomplete. Setting up fourth down. So the bunt team back out onto the field, a common sight today. Yeah, the punt team for Mercyhurst, the receiving team for Kutztown have gotten pretty used to Andre Reed's stadium today. They've been the most active team, I think. Lippert boots it away. It's going to be short. Bounce around and downed. At the 20, they'll rule it at the 20, and that's where this... Kutztown offense will start the second half. We're going to send it down to Mitchell Smedley for a quick word. Thank you, Jack. Well, it looks like Mercyhurst is going to need some Novak Kane after what Judd was able to do to them in the first half. Uh, 37 points to zero. That's quite the uh, wide margin. Not sure why uh, Mercyhurst isn't trying harder to uh, create some first downs off of fourth downs like on that first drive. You saw some deeper shots from them. Expect that to continue. But expect emphasis to be on the offensive line for Kutztown as we press on through the second half. Back up to you guys. First down and 10 for the 20. Thank you, Mitch. Novak takes the snap, hands it off. Daryl Davis and Neil going to bounce it to the outside. And he'll get a minimal gain. Looked like he had a crease for a split second, but a great job of the Lakers defense to close that off and hold them to just three. Now I'm interested to see if Judd goes to the air now. You're at a conservative spot. You're up 37 to nothing. That's my first point. You're at a second down at about eight. That's a pretty conservative spot too. So why not try the air? And that's what he's going to do. Novak takes the snap. Rolls right. Fires and gets his man. Sincere Thomas 
hauls it in down to the 40-yard line. That's a first down for KU. All I have to say is Bryce Dempsey, the defensive coordinator for the Lakers today, is, is probably not too happy at this moment in time, Jack, if, if it's conservative to say that. Just his defense cannot get a stop. 19-yard gain for Thomas through the air on that second down play. They're going to run it with Davis McNeil. He will dive forward to the 45-yard line. Solid pickup of five on the first down play. Davis Mule's been consistent today, averaging 4.1 yards per carry. Second and five from the 45. Back to the ground. Fights his way forward and he will be stopped right around the 48. Dylan Ferretti, the initial Laker defender to get to Daryl Davis McNeil. Sets up a third and short. KU has been highly efficient on converting third downs today. They are six of eight on third down conversions. That's not that's that's good. That's good right there. And the one time they didn't convert on the third down, remember they converted on the fourth down. The other one they converted. They unfortunately had to punt it away. Handoff, McNeil, he's gonna bounce it. He will fight across midfield. And that'll be good enough for a first down. Just continuously moving the ball. The Gold Bears are really, really, really good with that today, Jack. They just look solid. They, it's a changed team. I, I think I said that before, I'll say it again. They just, they look different. They, they look, they look different. They look better. A lot more polished, I would say, on both sides of the ball than what we've seen in the first two games. What I like about this drive is they're not, you know, you don't need to take any big risks here. They're, they're controlling the game on the ground. They're going to go right back to it. This time it's Jordan Davis. Gets through the hole and gets down to the Lakers' 46-yard line. Donovan McGee, senior from Solon, Ohio, there to wrap up Davis. Second down and seven. Here for the Golden Bears. Three wide receivers. Gibson will motion from left to right. It looks like a little bit of a broken play as Novak was indecisive on whether he wanted to hand it off or pull it back. Really the first mistake of the day for, for Judd Novak. But got back to the line of scrimmage. That'll set up a third and seven for Kutztown. You see, Novak's been a threat with his legs, but really, you know, since the indecisiveness there to whether he want to hand off or pull it back, didn't really give him a lane to run. 
Yeah, I, I think at that moment in time, he was under a lot of pressure. Wasn't really sure what to do, so just chalked it up. Novak takes a snap, steps up, fires. He's got a man wide open. That's caught. That's Sincere. Thomas works his way all the way down inside the 10 before he's knocked down right around the seven-yard line. Another big chunk play through the air for this Golden Bears offense. Thomas was wide open. Just, you can no, see that twitchiness in the flash from Thomas there on that catch and run. There's just no coverage downfield. There was, but just all he had to all he had to do was make a man miss, and he he was open. Thank God there were a couple other backs and safeties that were in the vicinity that could come make the tackle. But really, in that moment, all he had to do was make one man miss, and he was gone. First down and goal. Handoff to Davis. He'll fight his way forward. just inside the five, sets up second and goal. Second and goal from the five. This has been where Daryl Davis McNeil has feasted so far this afternoon in the red zone, but it's Jordan Davis in the backfield. Mitchell will motion from right to left. They're going to hand it off. Davis trying to get the corner. He will maneuver his way inside the five down to the four, but a penalty marker comes flying in. It's most likely going to be a, a holding. It's going to go on Adam Case, the senior from Wernersville, Pennsylvania. The first penalty flag on Kutztown all day today. Going back to that pass from Novak to Thomas, that was a 39-yard connection. But now sets up a second and goal back from the 15. 14, pardon me. And this third quarter, Jack, is just flying by. Five minutes, 50 seconds left to play. Novak fakes the handoff, dumps it. Logan was going to go underneath to his tight end, but that went towards the end zone. He's looking for Husser, but I believe it got deflected. And there was a sincere Thomas who was in the end zone who actually almost had a chance to reel it in, but it bounced just short of him. Third down and goal now from the 14. Four wide receivers on the field for KU. Two to the left, two to the right. Novak takes a snap. We'll dump it off to his running back. Davis in the flat, makes the man miss. Gets inside the 10. He'll be wrapped up at the eight yard line. Sets up fourth and goal. Evans for Reddy, the senior from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, there to wrap him up. And the field goal unit and Dawson Evans will come onto the field. Not bad. Not a, not a bad job by the offense on that time. I think that that holding penalty really did kill them, though, in, in this aspect. Because if they didn't have that, there was a solid chance they could have got six out of that. Snap good. Hold good. Kick is up and through. 
25-yard field goal from Dawson Evans is good. That's going to make it an even 40 to nothing, KU. Might not have gotten in the end zone, but they still put up some points. And like you mentioned, Josh, that holding penalty, you know, took away what was looking like going to be another touchdown drive. But when you're up 37 to nothing, yes, that's something you harp on, saying, hey, you can't make those types of mistakes down inside the 10. But you're now up 40 to nothing with under five minutes to go in the, in the third quarter. So and controlling, so comfortable, still well ahead. And sometimes you make mistakes. That's just football. That's that's just life. But, yeah, like you said, can't make them at that part of the field. That makes it tough to recover from. Did salvage three out of it, 40 to nothing. Still could sounding in good position. Nablor going to get set to boot it away. A 40-point lead for KU as it's been... All KU. Dominating from start up until this point of the game. And this is really inspiring to see here. You know, you're reeling coming back home after losing your first two out on the road. Next week provides, you know, presents a big challenge. You know, if you came out flat in this game, it, it would, you know, be a totally different story about this program right now, but that's not the case with the way they've looked today. This looks like the Kutztown we've been accustomed to seeing over the past several years with how much success head coach Jim Clements and his staff have built sustained success year after year. It feels like Kutztown's always in the hunt. You know, for, for that PSAC championship race and that PSAC Eastern Division title race, of course, representing one of the two spots in the conference championship game. It's a winning program. It is. Built on good culture and plenty of other solid characteristics. Feeling the pressure from the blind side as Adam Arania got rocked. There's still a Golden Bear down on the field. It's a little slow to get up, but gathering himself to his feet was Devin Jones, the redshirt junior. As Adam Arania has just taken a beating today. Back there, quarterback for Mercyhurst. Yeah, he's, he's having a rough day. He's been hit quite a lot. Really, for Mercyhurst, they, they just prefer to get out of here at this point. Handoff, there's a flag. It's going to be coming back. It looks like it's a hold. Wary there on the tackle. We'll see what the penalty marker is. But that was behind the line of scrimmage. That's going to be holding. Holding on Bernard. Lucas Hemelgard, the freshman from Bell Center, Ohio. I think he said 64. It kind of broke out there, Jack. They're at 60, and then he cut out. But a holding penalty sets the Lakers back. Rainier looking right. He'll fire, find his man to Ryland Davison. So he'll be knocked out of bounds at the 20-yard line. Cam Wolf got a nice round of applause there from 
Third down and 15, another third and long for Mercyhurst. What hasn't helped them is a lot of the third downs they faced have been third and longs, you know, third down and six or more here today. And that's, you know, those are really tough to convert on a consistent basis, which is why they're just 30%, three for 10. Adam Rainey taking a shot downfield. That's Tate. Did he catch that in bounds? Waiting for a signal. It is complete. What a grab. All I got to say is they missed a really bad penalty there. Did you see that face mask there, Jack? There was a face mask. I'm not going to take away the credit of the catch from Trayvon Tate, but certainly got away with one there on the face mask. Tate did a great job to hold that in along the sideline. That puts the Lakers down at midfield. Rolling left. Surveys taking a deep shot wide open. Finds his brother Austin Arania. Tiptoes on the sideline and gets out of bounds. To the 15-yard line with a couple of big chunk plays through the air. Mercyhurst has put themselves down in the red zone for the first time today. Just two big plays there. And now good sense defense is finding themselves slipping here a, a little bit. Handoff up the gut. Utero fighting his way forward. And it'll be marked down at around a 12-yard line. That's a pickup of three. So it's a 30-yard gain for Trevon Tate. And then a 35-yard catch and run for Austin Arania to put Mercyhurst down in the red zone. Only a pickup of two for Butera on the ground. Sophomore from Jamestown, New York on that last carry. Second and eight. Adam Arania. Flushed. Spins out of a sack. Fires to the end zone. That's going to go out of the back of the end zone. That'll make it third down and eight. So yet another third and long for Mercyhurst. That could have ended really, really bad if they could have brought down Mr. Adam Arena, but... They had him in their sights, but he did a great job to just spin away and keep the play alive. He's doing everything he can today, Jack. He really is. He's, he's, he's trying. Been more often than not, that internal clock he has as a quarterback has been rushed. You know, having to deliver the ball earlier than he would like, or sometimes just getting sacked so quickly he can't even have time to get rid of the ball. Fires, finds his man. That's going to get him down to the five. Russell Pitlick, the senior from Rilton, Pennsylvania. It's going to put him down inside the four. That's a Laker first down. Another third and long conversion on this drive. Handoff, Butera tries to fight forward. He is going nowhere. Wrapped up by Drew Henzer. Great, great play by Drew Henser. Just absolutely read where that play was going and made sure it was not going there. Excuse me. But, it, you know, you just need a couple more. Even if you could get just limit the points to three, I think that is still better than giving up six. 
Second down and goal. The four yard line, Adam Arania steps up, looks end zone, got his man. That's a touchdown for the tight end, Darren Mizgorski. And the Lakers get themselves on the board with a four yard touchdown pass. Not what they wanted, Jack. Not what they wanted at all. Solid drive for Mercyhurst. Very difficult to hold the team scoreless for the full 60 minutes. And you know, when you saw the passing attack the Lakers put on display last week, you knew you know, they were going to cash in and get some and get there sooner rather than later. Extra point is up and good. Yeah, it was bound to happen that they would score, but still, nonetheless. So now it's 40-7. to seven. We're going to send it down to Mitchell Smedley for a word from the sideline. Thank you, Jack and Josh. Well, the shutout is over. Uh, before that last defensive drive, the defensive coordinator for Kutztown gathered his troops on the bench, and he told, he was very irate uh, in a 40 to nothing game, well, 37 to nothing at the time. He was still mad that they weren't stripping the ball. He talked about the first play of the second half, and there were three guys around the man with the football, and no one was punching it out. He was very upset about that. Can't imagine he's any happier giving up a long touchdown drive, but only one quarter to go up by 33. Put yourself in good position to win. So back up to you guys. Kutztown looking for some more points. Thank you, Mitch, for the insight. 40-7 to seven now as the Lakers have gotten themselves on the board for a five-yard touchdown pass from Adam Arandia to the tight end, Darren Vizgorski, here in the late stages of this third quarter. Still a commanding 33-point lead for the Golden Bears, and don't let that touchdown score take away what's been an impressive showing so far for Kutztown in this one. Yeah, I think the only time I've seen a shutout by Kutztown is last year, that Bloomsburg game, you were on the call of that for. That was the game that, if you remember, the scoreboard did not work. But still, nonetheless, a great job by the Kutztown defense. Only giving up one, hopefully, for now. Kick taken by Curtis Ravenel out across the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Stiffs over the man as they stay on his feet. He's got the sideline. Ravenel still going. Stays in bounds. Ravenel's going all the way to the end zone for a kick return touchdown. Are you serious, Curtis Ravenel? Talked about how they needed his leadership, and he showed it right there. Just had three men to beat, and he beat them. In route to the end zone, did a great job to stay in bounds as he avoided a tackler going down that far sideline. What a jolt of energy. Right after you give up the touchdown, you get it right back with a special team score. Extra point from him, it's up and good. 47-7. Offense, defense, and now special teams. Puts their mark on this one for KU. An unbelievable return. Just can't catch a break. Mercyhurst is, just can't catch a break today. They are... It's honestly at the point now, I'm a Golden Bear fan myself. I 100% guarantee that. But Mercyhurst, I think we can agree, Jack, just cannot catch a break. As soon as you start to get some momentum in the right direction, in the blink of an eye, KU gets it right back with a 96-yard kick return touchdown. 
from Curtis Ravenel on a special play. Made three Lakers miss en route to the end zone. What a display it's been today from KU. You can't say that enough. It's just when you think you know, it might be slowing down a little bit, they rev it right back up. So Valar is going to get set to kick it away. And put this KU defense right back out on the field. back to return he'll let it go out of the end zone for a touchback and Jack while we have a second do we have a updated score Cal U 28 Shepard 24 can we look at what moment that is in the game third quarter halftime somewhere Cal U led 21-17 at the break as Josh just mentioned it's 28-24 over halfway through that third quarter that game is at Cal U a lot of crossover games today in the conference Westchester and Gannon in a hard-fought battle tied up at 17. Clarion has the edge over Lockhaven 10-7 in that one. And our last official update was ESU and Seton Hill. Now it's been updated 27-14. East Stroudsburg holds the edge over Seton Hill. First down and 10. They're going to hand it off to David Elise, bouncing it to the outside and wrapped up. A lot of good games going on today, Jack. 23-yard line. A lot of games all across the conference. We still have some coming up throughout the day that haven't quite kicked off yet. Bloomsburg and Edinburgh and IUP Shippensburg getting set to kick off in mere moments. And then to wrap up the day around the conference, Slippery Rock will travel to take on the Millersville Marauders. That's a 6 p.m. start time. Adam Morania steps up, fires, and intercepted. Picked off by Antoine Lloyd. It was underthrown there by Adam Arania. Going from bad to worse for Mercyhurst. It's going to set up KU with great field position. That's going to take us to the end of the third quarter. We are going to step aside. 47-7 KU dominating Mercyhurst. They'll start the fourth quarter with the football. Don't be stupid with your skin. It's the only skin you're in. Know what's good and bad to do. Find the right and wrong for you. It's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out. UV lamps from a tanning bed They can turn your skin beet red Wrinkles come from the UV light And age spots make you go frightful sight With UV light, it gets worse Skin cancer is a wicked curse Don't be the one that's tan and dead Use your brain, use your head It's time you learn what it's about Cause indoor tanning is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.
You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Control of 47 to 7 over Mercyhurst. It will start at the Lakers 40 yard line after Antoine Lloyd's interception on the final play of the third quarter. Up the middle, that's going to be Jaden Stewart. As you've also got a new quarterback in the game for Kutztown, that's going to be the redshirt freshman Matt Welsey out of Medford, New Jersey. Taking over the quarterback duties. Judd Novak's day is done, and what a day it was. 12 of 20 through the air, 315 yards, a pair of touchdowns. Also added 45 rushing yards to his stat line. What an afternoon for the redshirt freshman getting his second career start in college and his first start at Andre Reed Stadium. Judd Novak impressed, I'll say that, Jack. He had a day. If this is the Judd Novak we're going to see for the rest of the season, I'm excited. He's putting the conference on notice. Stewart, Stewart to the outside. He'll try to fight his way forward. He'll be knocked out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Third down and seven. for the pass. Welsey taking a deep shot. Has got Mitchell streaking to the end zone, but he couldn't find him. Incomplete. He was looking for Jordan Mitchell. As it was Dominic McGee in coverage. Fourth down and the punt team coming out onto the field. So the backups are in. Not surprising, considering it's the fourth quarter and there's a 40-point lead. Yeah, it's definitely understandable. Uh, there's, I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I think this game is probably at this point over. Um, looking at the score, looking at the time. And Lard boots it away. Beautiful punt. So they're going to down it inside the five at the three yard line. So a great job by Millard to pin the Lakers deep. And could we be looking at our first home safety of the year? Possibly with how backed up the Lakers are. Rainier taking the snap in his own end zone. Hand it off. David Elise fights his way out to the five yard line for a gain of two. It's always scary, Jack, when you're taking the snap from your own end zone, and that could end really 
really badly. But they could just find a way out of this. Empty backfield. Dumped off into the flat to the running back. Elise out across the 10. He'll fight his way to the 14-yard line and go out of bounds there. That's going to be good for a Lakers first down. And a great job by Adam Moreno on that. Had, had his right side rushing, immediately knew it, immediately fired it. Because if, if he did not see that, there, there was a good chance that probably could have been a, a safety. But great awareness. Felt the heat coming. Now he's going to dump it underneath to his back of Lees, who slips off one defender but gets met by three more to wrap him up. And that's just how this defense is. It's not just one guy you have to worry about. You know, even if you get away from it, as we just saw with the Lees, you have three, four more coming to wrap you up and bring you to the ground. Second and 11. Rainier looking to take a shot and just was out of sync with his tight end, Darren Mizgorski there. So off that, the hands and incomplete, third and 11. That could have landed in the hands, the hands easily of uh, Lee Coleman. He was in the vicinity. But you, you, you mentioned it before, Jack. Every time Mercy Hurst is on a third down, they are deep in their own territory. So right now they're looking at a, a third and 17 here. It's it's not not good. Looking down the right side for Tate. That's well out of his reach. Set up fourth down and another punt up impending for the Lakers. We're gonna send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Get a word about what it's like down in the field with a big lead for KU. Thanks, Jack. Well, we saw him immediately uh, start warming up after the first touchdown of the half, uh, or I'm sorry, the first drive of the half where we put up three. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Welsey is your quarterback currently taking over for Novak. What a route uh, it's been. Backups are in, and uh, quite the celebration after Antoine's interception over here on the sideline. They've still got energy. They've still got passion. They're still hitting hard, as you can see on this uh, defensive stand here, deep in Kutztown territory. I'm sorry, Mercer's territory. Send it back up to you guys. Well, that punt fair caught by Sincere Thomas at the Lakers' 40-yard line. A short punt from Austin Lippert. So we'll see the backup. Matt Welsey and the offense back out onto the field for his second drive. We're going to see Stephen Burkhart in at running back, the retro freshman from Gloucester City, New Jersey. We saw a little bit of him last year, Jack. A lot of the same running styles of McNeil, Davis. Hard-nosed physical back that likes to go up the middle. He's got a crease fighting his way inside the 35 down to the 34. Pick up the six on first down. It's going to get these depth guys some reps and as of lopsided of a game as we are seeing here today. Got Trevor Moore out there at wide receiver. Andy Bates, the redshirt freshman from Newport, Pennsylvania. Jordan Mitchell, the redshirt sophomore. 
a lot of youth in that wide receiver room, but they've showed up and showed out today, especially Makai Gibson. Sincere Thomas has had a solid game. Both those guys, redshirt freshmen, and have promising futures here at Kutztown. Handoff to Burkhardt. He'll dance his way forward across the 30. That's going to be a first down for the Golden Bears. Got to be honest, Jack. Andy Bates, the the number, the built, reminded me a lot of Jerome Cap, uh, uh, who is now with the Jets. That number 85 holds some weight. Uh, and, you know, in, in, in this program yeah. with, with yeah. the way Cap played as a wideout over the past couple of years. 85 plus 80 equals 6. That was my, that was my, that was what I always said. First and 10. Back on the ground to Burkhardt. With a burst out across the 25, he'll get down to the 22-yard line. That's where they'll spot him. So even with the backups in, Goodstown moving right down the field. They, they're not, they're not letting off the pedal. 47-7. They're, they want more. I think the only point in this game is when they don't want more, is probably when the game ends. Burkhart fighting his way right around the 15-yard line. For another Golden Bears first down. We have some score updates around the conference. Shepard has just grabbed the lead over Cal U, 30-28. Westchester takes the lead 24-17 over Ginn, and they were deadlocked at 17 last time we... Gave you an update on that score. Clarion has added to their lead 13-7 over Lockhaven. East Roudsburg patting their big lead over Seton Hill 35-14. A lot of good games. And Edinburgh has an early 7-0 lead over Bloomsburg. Burkhardt, the workhorse on this drive at this time. Mercyhurst stifles him as he goes nowhere. Kutztown right now, it's just about cementing this win, letting the time run off, because this one is a This is just a W. This is got to put the bow on it. Yeah, really. Uh, in about 7 minutes, 50 seconds, this will probably be a win. If it isn't, that's a problem. Scoring 40 points in 7 minutes and 40 seconds is a near impossible fate. Feat, I should say. Right back to Burkhardt, has a hole and he shoots through it down to the 11. Now in the uh, red zone. Just need to cash in here. Need to cash in. Sets up a third down and intermediate. Third and five. I think I think uh, Matt Wellesley just needs to air it out here. He only aired it out that one time. Missed. But you need to air it out here. Take the pressure off Steven a little bit. I mean, he's doing a great job, let's be honest with ourselves, Jack. He is. Six carries, 29 yards. That's good for just under five yards of carry. More emotions from left to right. 
Wide up in the slot. They're going to go right back to Burkhardt on the ground. He'll fight his way inside the 10, down to the 8. Got to be short of the line again. Sets up a fourth down and two. Under six and a half to go. Looks like they're going to be going it for right here, Jack. And I, I, I don't blame them. Fourth and two. You only need two here. Steven Burkhardt is just aggressive on the ground attack. He, he, I have no doubt in my mind that he probably will get this. And off to Burkhardt. He'll fight his way forward. Did he get the line to gain? They're going to give him the five. He got it. It's a first down. Yep. It's just impressive to watch, Jack. And, and I mean, I want to just note that we've had now about four running backs in today. Does that number sound about right? So they're not relying on just one person. They're relying on a, on a team. So I, I think that the Golden Bears are putting the conference on notice. That yes. whole running back room getting involved today, Josh. Yeah. Under five and a half to go, just letting time churn off. First and goal for the five, Burkhart. Bounces, fights to the goal line. He'll be down at the one. Initially got stuffed to the line, but bounced his way off his own lineman to get a gain of four. And set them up right at the goal line. Four fifty-three left to play, Jack, and Golden Bears looking at seven more on possibly. And I think that'll secure for good. Second and goal from the one. Right back to Burkhart. Leaps. Didn't get it. Nope. Make it third down. Mercer Harris defense making a, a good uh, goal line stand here. It's good sound offense. Certainly loves to play against Mercyhurst. Considering last year's game, they put up a 50 burger on him, winning 50 to 31. Ball on the ground. It was a mishandled handoff, and the Lakers got it. And that is one that's gonna make a coach unhappy. There is a Laker down on the field. They're gonna to tend to him. He tried to motion a man from the right to the left and as they snapped it and tried to give it off, it was not handled cleanly. Ball hit the ground and the Lakers pounced on it, forcing their first turnover of the day. While they tend to the injured player, we are going to step aside. KU up big, 47-7. to 7. 
Scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful. I help my mom and dad. I help my teacher put all her mail away. Friendly, courteous, and kind. Be good to other people. Obedient, cheerful, thrifty. When I go to a Scout overnight, I'm cheerful. Brave, clean, and reverent. Be brave is to stand up for what you believe in. To not be kind of out of it when there's a bear, like, next to you or something. Adventures to remember. Words to live by. Be a Scout. Go to scouting.org today. Back here at Andre Reed Stadium, that was Max Malice who was down, but he got to his feet. He's off the field, certainly appears to be okay, which is a great sign, walking off yeah. on his own with the medical staff by his side. It'll be Mercy Hurst ball from inside their own five. Backed up again, they're going to hand it off. That's Aaron Rodriguez finding his way out across the 10. Down to the 12-yard line. Down to the 13-yard line. Second down and two. It's a gain of eight. And the waning minutes of this one. Like I mentioned last time, Kutztown put up 50 points. It was against Mercier's last year. There's a less chance to do that today as they swing it out. Ryan Meckley. Marky Lewis gets him out of bounds. That's going to be a first down for the Lakers. Out to the 29-yard line, but still 47, an impressive enough number. This one's all but over at this stage of the game. Rodriguez on the carry. Minimal gain. Pick up around three or four. At this point, Jack, I think Mercy Hurts is just looking to drain off the clock. Maybe get one more score. There's something to feel good about at the end of this game before you take that long trip back home to Erie. Coming on, blocked off the edge. Rangers passes slightly deflected that one high and Honestly, for the better that that pass was deflected away. No, Kenzie on the deflection. I'm so surprised on little the impact that Cameron Barmore had in this game. I mean, they divvied out to their receivers, especially in the second half. But just one catch for 11 yards for Barmore. We were looking for him to get a lot more involved in the Lakers' offense today than he has. Mercyhurst, after a good showing last week against Lockhaven, it's back to the drawing board after a pretty bad display in this one. Adam Ranger's going to tuck it and run. He'll get to the 40 and get out of bounds. Honestly, I can't believe he got out of that. But when there's a will, there's a way, Jack. Got out of the pocket after he was facing some pressure yet again. Feels like every time he's dropped back today, he's had to get away from pressure has been bottled up in the backfield. As I mentioned for KU next week, they're going to go to Shepard in a big-time Eastern Division showdown. That's Cookstown's first Eastern Division game of the year. Throwing over the middle, that's going to be caught by Meckley across the 45 and down to the 43-yard line as the Lakers are into Cookstown territory. 
Just need to make a stop here. Even though there's 159 left to play, 149, excuse me, uh, just can't can't let off. You, I I would prefer this game to end the way it is, scoring wise, and not give up another touchdown. Gonna take their first time out of the half, and with that, we're gonna send it down to Mitchell Smedley for a word on what it's like with a two-minute juncture. Thank you, Jack. Well, the crowd stayed into it the whole time, up by 40. Who cares? They're still yelling, wanting picks on every throw. And, uh, well, they got one of those a couple series ago. Uh, final note I'll throw in there. I was standing next to Abby after uh, Mercyhurst scored its only touchdown, and I said, we're going to run this back. And you know what happened immediately after that? They did. So she can attest to it. It's been a fun day down here on the sideline. Coaches are happy. Players are happy. Fans are happier. Send it back up to you guys. Under two minutes to play here from Andre Reed Stadium, 47 to 7. KU is comfortably in front. Mercy Hurst making their way down the field. Randy down the seam. He's got his brother Austin. Adam to Austin. Another hookup there between the brothers. Going to put the Lakers down at the Golden Bears 21-yard line. Adam Arania looking end zone. Incomplete. One fifteen left to play, and Mercyhurst just, just wants to get one more score. Just to try to make this probably five-hour bus ride home a little bit easier. One fifteen left to play. Arania takes the snap. Looks over the middle. Has his man. Ryland Davison. The catch there. That's going to put him inside the 20. Minute and ticking. Away in today's contest, Jack. So 50 seconds to go. It's been so impressive for Kutztown in this game, the way they've bounced back. I don't even think words can really describe it, Jack. Looking over the middle, caught inside the 10, down to the 8-yard line. That was the brother-to-brother -brother connection again. Finds Austin Arena. Lakers call their first time out of the half. Here with 34 seconds to go. They're just trying to save some time, say. Could try to get another score. Make it look a little bit better than what it was. Yeah. Upcoming for Mercyhurst, they have IUP next week for their first PSEC Western Division game. They'll round out the month by going to Edinburgh. We mentioned Kutztown will go at Shepherd next week, going down to Shepherdstown, West Virginia, to face the currently 14th ranked Rams who have an edge over Cal U at this moment in time. But after that, to round out the month of September, they will finish it here at Andre Reed Stadium. You can catch your Golden Bears next out against East Stroudsburg. 
for their second home game of the year and their PSAC East home opener. Certainly not an easy schedule coming up for both teams. IUP, the reigning PSAC champions, they beat Shepard in last year's conference title game, fade to the end zone incomplete. A little out of his reach. I feel like the term reigning in college is a little bit more subdued than in the NFL because in college you have so many people leaving, so many people coming in. You have about a four-year, five-year window if you're if you're lucky. So you call yourself, they are the reigning PSG champions as they won last year's title, but you know, it's a completely different team. Throw underneath looking for... again. He's been his most targeted receiver here today. Sets up third down for Mercyhurst. With 24 seconds to go, third and goal from the eight. Rainey takes the snap. Over the middle, wide open. Touchdown, Lakers. That's Trevon Tate. So Lakers cash in once more. Here are in the final moments of this one. 47 to 13, it's an eight yard touchdown pass. From Adam Arania to Trevon Tate. Trevon Tate, excuse me. The second passing score of the day for, for Urania. They've not been shy of airing out because they've played behind all day. 45 passing attempts for the junior quarterback. The Ducky's extra point is good. 47 to 14 now. As that's just one of those scores late in the game, your backups are in. It's not like they got a gift wrap that they had to work to get into the end zone there, did the Lakers. This one all but over, they'll kick it away and the Kutztown will likely go into victory formation to cement this one and come away with their first win of the 2023 campaign. And it, it was much needed at this. I mean, a yeah. win in any capacity was required. So much needed. But in this convincing of fashion and as dominant as they did it was very solid and very inspiring to see from this group. You know, it shows that, yeah, we might be knocked down, but we're going to get right back up. You know, give it, give it our best it's each a, and every week. It's a bend, and bend not break attitude on, on the part of the Golden Bears. Of course, they, they bended the uh, first two weeks against Assumption and Cal U, but just, they, they needed this win. Uh, let's just put it at that, Jack. And before the kickoff, we have an update. Cal U has just retaken the lead in the fourth quarter over Shepard. That's going to come down to the wire. Mark my words. Davis Black find Omari Hopkins for a two-yard score in that game. 34-30, to Cal U has the edge. 
we're going to keep our eyes on that one for the rest of the time. That's going to go over. Ramado said that's a touchback. There's 9.33 to go on that one out at Adamson Stadium. Is Cal KU set up at the 25. Is KU actually ranked? They are not. They should be. It was their first game. They were 1-0. They will definitely vie for a top 25 spot if they can come away with a win. Well, yeah. Oh, no, Cal no doubt. No more doubt. than likely, no doubt, no, be top no, 25 if they no start doubt about it. With a win of that caliber to their resume. Yeah. Yeah, I talked about it earlier. That, that was a close game between those two teams last year. You know, Cal U was an instance that you know, I think they were a better team than what their record showed. They've been this always... year, they have a chance to, you know, they've got off to a 1-0 start, and they're in a position where they can make it 2-0. With a big-time win over Shepard. Kneel down by Matt Welsey. That's going to do it as the final seconds will tick off. The handshake line will form as KU... Picks up their first win of the 2023 campaign as we've hit the triple zeros on the clock. Mercyhurst falls to one and two with the loss. They will have to regather, regroup, and get on the buses for a long ride home thinking about this one as they'll get IUP next week. Not an easy test. No time to dwell on their shortcomings this afternoon. They have to regather, refocus, and get ready for next week for Kutztown. You can't experience much better of a win than they saw today. 47-14, your final in favor of the Golden Bears. We mentioned they're going down to Shepherdstown multiple times next week for a marquee Eastern Division showdown. Shepherds come in here, gotten a couple big wins over the past couple years. They beat us in the national semifinal back in 2021. They beat us in the regular season last year at Andre Reed Stadium in a thriller of a game, 42-35. If I recall correctly, it was the final score of that one, so... Many great battles between those two rivals. Between these two rivals, I should say, being Kutztown and Shepard. And that will happen next Saturday down in Shepardstown. So much to look forward to for, for KU. They get East Stroudsburg as their next home game. That's where you can find live coverage of KU Golden Bears football here on KUR 1670 for the next home game, September 30th. Against East Stroudsburg, Josh, a convincing win. All sides of the ball, offense, defense. Heck, even the special teams got involved with a kick return touchdown. So much to like, so much positives coming away from today. What was your biggest takeaway for the Golden Bears? Just were in control. They they never let their foot off the pedal. I mean, giving up two touchdowns, that's 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 gonna happen, Jack. Let's be honest with ourselves here. But they they were in control, they knew what needed to be done. I think coming starting a season 0 and two puts a certain type of chip on your shoulder I think that definitely brings like I'm trying to find the words to say here it definitely makes you rethink your season and what you need to do differently and I think they showed how different they are as a team today they really came out playing hard playing all four quarters like it was the last quarter they would ever play football and ultimately Great win for the Golden Bears, but they got an even tougher test next week. Yes, they do. I mean, Shepard is no easy, no easy team to face off against. But I think my biggest takeaway was how solid Judd Novak looked. I mean, he's a redshirt freshman quarterback who now has full control of this offense with how he looked today. 315 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions on 12 of 20 passing. Also added 
45 rushing yards to his day. He just looks like a seasoned vet out there. He looks like an upperclassman, but he's only a redshirt freshman, just has such a bright future ahead of him, Not in my mind, not only for this season, but in the next several years for this Golden Bears program. I think Jim Clements has found his quarterback. Novak's looked really good, and you know if this is the Judd Novak we're going to see for the rest of the season, it's... It's a completely different dynamic for this Golden Bears offense by finding a consistent passing game. And how much rapport he has, especially with these young receivers. I mean, you talk about Makai Gibson. You talk about Sincere Thomas, who he's found for multiple big plays through the air over the past couple weeks. But Gibson, of course, you can't underestimate his big day. 157 yards on four catches and a touchdown, including that 72-yard lightning strike late in the first half. It's just impressive to see for how much youth is at the forefront of this offense, how good they look this afternoon. They, they are so young. It, it, it's unbelievable to watch. Redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore, it's it's such a young team. But they're performing at the level of a high-experienced team. I think that Kutztown, the biggest question in my mind, I don't know about yours, was how would they do when they lost all these starters last year? That was the biggest question we asked ourselves. I think they just answered it today. They looked experienced, and that's exactly what they needed, a win like this today. And that's a sign of a good program. You have your veteran players move on who produced and have provided so much excellent play on the field over the past couple of years, but you have the young guys ready to step up and step into their new roles and take them fully and you know not see a slip in play, and that's exactly what we saw here today from Kutztown. Daryl Davis McNeil goes over 2,000 yards in his Golden Bears career, just the 14th player to do so. The first since Craig Reynolds, current Detroit Lions running back. Daryl Davis McNeil, a great day with three touchdown scores all coming in the first half. And defensively for KU, it, it was a great day. Almost four sacks on the afternoon. They got to Adam Arania early and often made him feel the heat, even when they didn't get a sack. Uh, they made him, you know, force a pass or, or you know, throw it a little bit earlier than he would have liked to. So, all around, it was a very impactful day for this Golden Bears team. It was the most polished 60 minutes of football that they've played this season and a good sign for things going forward if this is the level uh, you know, of play. You're not going to put up 47 points every week, but to see this you know, mistake-free and polished football was a great sign. Absolutely. They, they, there were a couple mistakes here and there, Jack. Let's, let's be honest with ourselves. It, it's tough to play a football game without a mistake, but they looked they looked. They looked solid. They they looked like this is the Golden Bears we're going to be used to seeing. But, Jack, one last thing we got to do before we step aside for our Saturday football broadcast and step aside for about two weeks. Hey, we're football player of the game. And I've been thinking about this for a while here, probably about the fourth quarter. And it, it came down to three players in my mind. Jen Novak, Daryl Davis McNeil, or uh, Mikai Gibson. And, I mean, I just got to give it to Jed Novak, man. He, he had a solid day. Uh, second second career start in college, but he looked experienced. He looked – I'll just say this. He, if people did not know his name, they know it now. He, he made his name known, and he made sure that everyone knew he's here to stay. Um, it, it just – and, you know, we a lot of people knew that, you know, he was Jake Novak's brother coming from – a great family of football players, but man, is he going to be something special to watch. Certainly does look like that's going to be the case. I'm going to go with Makai Gibson. I'll go with the flip side of what you picked. I mean, 157 yards, one touchdown. He was impactful, whatever they lined him up, mostly in the slot. And that touchdown catch just 
reeling it in in stride and making the defensive back miss and just that burst of speed you saw from him in his route to the end zone. It was electrifying to see, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to how impactful he can be the rest of the season as he's also only a redshirt freshman. So much youthful talent in this Golden Bears offense to be excited about, um, not just for you know today, but for the rest of the season and going forward in years to come. Defensively, I mean, look, we talked about how the sacks are, but a lot of guys up front, Cam Wolf had a great game. You know, you look at others, especially along that defensive line, Freddie Redder. So many good performances and so much to be proud of when you when you look at it at the end of the day. It was a 22-man show today, I'll say that, on both sides of the ball. There was a one team, I think, that did not slack off. They came ready to play. They came ready to work. And, and, and that's the Golden Bears we're used to. But, Jack, we should mention uh, another big scoring update. 37-34, Shepard on top of Cali-U with how much time left to play? 6-34. That's going to come down to the wire, and that's going to be a big game for Cali-U if they can win. But Shepard, they're, they're they're struggling, I think, Jack. They're, they're struggling. But that's going to be an interesting game to watch next week. Offensively, they look just fine. It's the defense. I mean, 34 points allowed. They're obviously going to you know, want to look to clean some things up. But the quarterback there, Seth Morgan, 318 yards, four touchdowns through the air for the Rams today. So Shepard, of course, they're known for opposing that high-powered offense and KU's defense. We thought they were going to have their hands full today. Well, they will certainly have their hands full in next week's showdown uh, down at Shepardstown. So that one, I can't – just so much excitement for that. You can't, oh, in I'm, my I'm, mind, I'm, I'm excited. build I'm, it up I'm, enough. Yeah. You know, which is how those matchups between these two schools have gone over, over the past several years – so, so excited to see that one happen next week. But that is going to do it for us here today from Andre Reed Stadium. Golden Bears 47, Lakers 14. From Mitchell Smedley, Josh Matute, this is Jack Heim saying so long. And thank you for spending part of your Saturday with us here on KUR. Until September 30th against East Stroudsburg, take care and go Bears.